The Bull Radio Football Show. Monday night, seamless as always. <laughs> Paul Cooney here with the gang. Transfer deadline day, I've got with me. Rob McLean, he's our own Mr. Yellow Tie on there for Rob tonight. Yeah, yeah. looking good, eh? Yeah. With the denim shirt and the yellow yeah. tie, how does that look? Well, it's the best I've seen you, Rob. <laughs> that, of course, is Barry Ferguson. And Cy Ferry joins us as well after a sensational programme on Friday night. Yeah, it was brilliant. Rob's got the yellow tie on. I've got my yellow teeth on, so let's go. <laughs> 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 so much to come up in the next uh, two hours here. Give us a call 0808 17 17 700. Barry, business as usual at the top of the table with uh, Celtic yesterday and Rangers just a couple of hours later. Yep, both not uh, playing uh, the best of their, their game. But listen, after European nights, the most important thing is in a, in a Sunday is getting three points and, and both of them certainly done that. Um, as I said, they'd, they'd have wanted to play better football. But two or three weeks down the line, the main thing is... Um, people will look back at it and say it was three points not about the performance Tavernier eight goals eight games and for Celtic side who would have believed we'd be saying that uh, Lee Griffiths would get uh, what effectively well, it broke the deadlock for Celtic because it, a couple of weeks ago it looked as though he was out the door yeah he's back and he looks like he's never been away I think he was uh, he was massive on Sunday I think Seattle looked very flat until him and Christie and Brown came on uh, these are guys that have been knocked the past wee while so it just shows you their importance to the club uh, and I felt Lee Griffiths for me he starts every week for Celtic so not playing well but two, the bonuses are that they're winning and that Lee Griffiths is back On Glasgow's own here we are the next two hours Barry Ferguson the former Rangers Blackburn Rovers Scotland star Simon Ferry Wait a minute Paul be, you can't be, rhyme off a career like that then come at me Peterhead <laughs> player coach we're not mentioning That's terrible isn't it? We're not mentioning all the columns you have and uh, <laughs> Yeah, the Herald, the Herald and Evening Times. Yeah, I mean, really come well, on. That's all right, yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed it at the weekend, the Thomas Gravison stuff. Yeah. Oh, Tommy Gravison. Oh, Had Barry played against him? Mm. Have you heard the story about that? Remember that? Well, you tell yeah. it. He was in the. <laughs> he's playing against Thomas Gravison, obviously, Celtic Rangers game, biggest game yeah. in, in Scotland. And Barry says through the full first half, Tommy Gravison's like him, Where's good to go for food tonight, lad? <laughs> Asking him where to go for food <laughs> in a Celtic <laughs> Rangers game. Wow. What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> I sent him to uh, my Rangers pub in Hamilton <laughs> A lot of calls should I say yeah. Did he, yeah, did he wait till the end of the game or did he go then? No he went at half time because it was murder <laughs> <laughs> But listen I tell you something He was a good player wasn't Brilliant, he? Mate. Technically you, he was outstanding yeah, You now. speak to um, I remember Big Davey Weir saying He played at Everton with him And he says technically mm. he, was, he was unbelievable at, at, at times But he was obviously crazy But you don't mind that in a player No we loved him We loved him it's The young kids at Celtic and, that, and do you know what? Fair play to him, he's at Real Madrid and he had so much time for the young kids. Mm. You know, obviously I like to laugh and a joke, but yep. in terms of trying to make you a better player, he was he was spot on Tommy Gravison, one is, of my true heroes. Is he not a professional? Mate, he's, he's made billions for uh, poker, but he told uh, us that, he said yeah. he was going to do that when he was at Celtic, he said, I'm going to retire and go to Vegas and, and make millions, and he's done it. Si, on Friday night, could you believe, with Craig Moore, the former Rangers star, and we said, who are the best players you've ever played alongside? And Barry so, never got a mention. Exactly, he said, Brian Lestrup. <laughs> I'll be having a chat with him, don't worry. Paul Gascoigne <laughs> and I'm just Alan going to take some ice now. <laughs> Alan Shearer pipped you. That's what happened. Yeah. Aye, well, fair play to him, but I'll, I'll give him my text and, and give him a bit. But in terms of punditry, what did he say? Yeah. Oh, the best pundit. Uh, who did he go for? Was it Alan Shearer versus uh, yeah. Barry oh, Ferguson? Yeah, exactly. well, there's, there's only one winner, isn't there? Exactly. There's oh, only one winner. And Rob, we, we asked him the best players he played against Mark Overmars, Ruud van Nistelrooy, and Cristiano Ronaldo. It was class. It was good. He's chat. in some career, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. Wow. I know you didn't yeah, realise it wasn't it wasn't just Rangers, it's Newcastle. Mm. It's yep. what is the team in Germany? Mission Gladbach. Wow. Yeah. Crystal Palace. Yep. Crystal Palace. Indeed, yeah. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. So yesterday, very underrated player. He was, wasn't he? One of the best defenders I've played with. Yeah. But you said Real, he could play as well, Barry. Yeah. Eh? Listen, a lot of people just put him down as a, a bit of a hard man. But mm. listen, 
Big Oz could play the game as well. Um, he done, he just done the the basics right. He, he played the ball simple. Nothing fancy. No, yeah. nothing fancy. But he could play the game. Uh, Big Oz. He was um, great in the dressing room as well. A proper leader as well. He was. He, he was always desperate to win, whether it was in training, um, and he took the what what he done in training into games. But no. Top class defender Big Oz was Yep He'll be back in the future uh, On the programme We'll have him here On Go Radio He was very very good So yesterday as you know St Johnson nil Celtic 2 The late late show Rangers 2-0 Against Ross County And on Saturday as you know Aberdeen 2 St Mirren 1 Dundee United losing at home To Livingston 2-1 to Livy And Hibs Well they were well up Against Ackies But it finished 3-2 to Hibs Kilmarnock against Motherwell of course it was postponed because of the Covid outbreak among the Kilmarnock staff so more about that during the programme so much coming up this week because on Thursday Scotland playing Israel uh, Bitton of course will be out for Israel we'll build up to that Rob as the week goes on transfer deadline today is there much on the go so far midnight the deadline for Scotland yeah there are a few things uh, bubbling around at the moment Celtic um, are obviously looking for a left-sided player they've been link- linked with uh, AC Milan and Uruguay's Diego Lasalt. Uh, that's a name that's been connected with them. Um, Rangers uh, are being linked with the South African midfielder Bongani Zungu, plays for the French club Amiens. And also, apparently, there are reports that Huddersfield have rejected a Rangers approach, so they're obviously spreading their net wide. Uh, for a player with the English Premier League experience, Huddersfield Town's Juninho Bacuna, uh, apparently they've uh, Rangers have it a bit rejected. So there's clearly lots going on. Greg Lee apparently could be going back to Aberdeen, having terminated his contract in Dutch football. Mark McNulty could be Dundee United bound. They're chasing him at the moment. Josh Mullen has gone back to Livingston uh, after a spell at Ross County, and of course Josh McGuinness, the Sitmiran captain, has signed a five-year deal with Hibs. Wow. Not very no link to anyone, no. Apparently not. No, no but give, give it time. Kelly, Kelly in for Ferry. Too expensive for us. <laughs> we're going to come to that shortly because you've got a match on Wednesday night. League Cup action for you. Yeah, one we're, we're looking forward to. Um, obviously, we're in the same group as, as Sai's team, Peterhead. We've yep. got two Premier League teams in Dundee United that Sai will be playing in, in Saturday. So we've got St Johnson on Wednesday. Um, a great opportunity for the boys. I'm not big on, listen, we're going to go and enjoy the occasion. Look, we're going to go and try and win the game. You're going to go for it? Yep, that, yep. that's the way that, Love that. since I've, I've come into the job, I've set the boys up and I don't want them to go out. Listen, we'll, we'll give them respect because mm-hmm. they're a good team with good players. But listen, we're at home. We'll go and have a bash at it. Have you have you got a wee squint at his tactics yet, Si? Have you managed to? He changes it all the time, eh? Really? Uh, that's what he's a mastermind, Rob. Nobody <laughs> can get inside that man's head. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, though. Oh, yeah, four weeks away to your match. Yeah, we're playing Dundee United. I think mm-hmm. I think we've both got St Johnson and Dundee United at a good time. Right. So mm-hmm. I think we'll be similar to Barney. I think we're going to go and give it a bash. Great. I always we... said I think there's much difference between the the levels. You know, I think. Do you reckon? Yeah, I honestly, oh. do yeah. But uh, it comes down a bit of fitness because obviously yeah. they're yeah. training every day. Of course. Yeah. Um, also, the only problem you've got, we've only got the guys four hours a week. Yeah. Um, you're trying to get so much work in the four hours, sometimes it's impossible. That That's the thing that they'll have in us, but also they've got good players, but so have um, the squad I've yeah. got at Kelty. I've got a squad full of good players and so has Peterhead. So mm-hmm. I think that's the best attitude to have. Um, go out and have a bash and see what it takes. And I take that back though, because if we get beat five, that will be replayed over and, and over That's and over. Right. Won't it? Won't but then you would rather go out and have a go. Yeah. Definitely, mate. Yeah. Uh-huh. We're going to find out in the next tours as well about Sai uh, at the weekend playing up at Dundee. Had to go up in the strip, play the match. You have to come home and then get showered. But we're going Soaking. to talk about that. Have you shortly. changed that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my best gear. <laughs> if you're not feeling ill beforehand, you will be afterwards. Honestly, it was soaking. It was battered in the full Saturday. Yeah. 
standing even when you come off though you, you need to stand you kind of go under the so you're standing in the rain again for another 20 minutes after I'd been hooked for having a nightmare oh, no I done not know I played half and I'm standing soaking you kind of got your car and get changed you kind of get changed in the stand so you stand with your wet strip on you're then out to your motor ankles over the head trying to get the, the strip off and the, the tracky <laughs> bottoms nice. back on uh, that I hadn't had to do with getting changed by the way but um, and then you need to drive home and you're still, you can stay, you're still soaking do you know what I mean it's, sorry can I just take you back a couple of sentences <laughs> <laughs> they've, got, they've got to come up with some sort of solution they have but yeah, I mean, yeah. it's Crazy. difficult enough no, I mean certainly now we're getting into the, the, the winter of course rain yeah. pouring down it's freezing cold guys are, are travelling I mean what are you travelling two hours two and a half hours yeah, I'm, I'm the same half, yeah. yeah we've got the same we've got guys that are travelling a couple hours yeah or an hour or so, so it's going to be a real issue with the winter coming for it's sure. going to be an yep. issue so they've got to come up with some sort of solution to try and help the, the smaller clubs can I ask a question here it's not not the ankles above the head but, <laughs> but, but the, did you play centre half centre half yeah Honestly, how does, that, like, how does that go? How does like that Harry work? Harry Maguire it's like Harry Maguire <laughs> 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 Harry Maguire actually, yesterday <laughs> see, see now because teams play one up front yeah. you know we, we've got a big guy that goes, goes and deals with that, that centre forward and Leave the the best ball player on the ball at centre half, so yeah. we get it all started to the back. Can I ask you a <laughs> question? Yeah. What about the ankles above the head? <laughs> <laughs> right, let's, let's get back to We've got so much to talk about in the next hour and fifty minutes. What about yesterday then? So first of all, Celtic left it late, late, and who would have thought these would be the scorers? Lee Griffiths. That's him in a nutshell. I thought he was bright when he came on. I thought he was a threat. And Klamala, who's you know worked really hard, you know earned the goal. The two of them give us a you know real injection of urgency, and and we needed it at the time. And overall, the performance? You know, we didn't play with any urgency in the first half or the way we want to play. You know, we didn't put any quality into the box and we were very, um, again, lacking penetration, lacking aggression with our play. I think everyone can see the influence Scott Brown has. When he, you know, it's more evident when he's not there and no amount of stats can dress that up. Uh, I thought second half we were, we were better and then the subs made a great impact for us. Sai, what were you thinking? 88, 89 minutes gone, it looked, it did look nil-nil. It did, I thought it was going to finish nil-nil. I totally agree, the first half is just, it was so boring. And I think a stat popped up about five minutes to go in the end of the first half and the most touches Celtic had was the three centre-halves. And it's just so slow. I mean, see, see for the goal, I think that should be happening more in the first half. El Hamed's playing too deep, he doesn't need to be standing on the halfway line passing the ball about with Duffy and Ayer. He can go and play as a, as a full-back... And Frimpong can then go and play as a winger. What happened in the first half was Celtic were relying on Frimpong to go and make all the chances and Tanzer played them well. Tanzer marked him at the game and they struggled to find any other solution to, to create chances. But then I also disagree with Lennon on uh, the crosses into the box because I don't think people, why would you cross the ball in the box? No one's in the box. And that's the difference you got when Lee Griffiths comes on. Lee Griffiths gets the ball wide. It's the same as we said with Ajete. Gets the ball wide. The wide players know that all they need to do is get the ball at their feet and put it in the box because they know Griffiths will be there. With Edward and El Yunusi again, it was very much everything through the middle two feet, and it's easy to play against. What, as I say, what ends up happening is it goes to Taylor and Frimpong, and if they're not in the game, then certainly didn't create chances, you know. So second half, and and even with Ryan Christie, you know, he's received so much stick. Mm -hmm. But for me, is that centre midfielder that will take a chance? Do, do you not feel when it goes to the wide area, they take the easy option? Just play back. Just play back away. I, I like to see guys get the ball in the box. I, I mean, you seen with the goal for Lee Griffiths. That that's what you want. All the time Guys when they get into that final third Go and deliver it And ask the defenders questions But I think they do do that Mayor Barry When a Yeti or a Griffiths is on mm. Because they know Somebody will be in the box Whereas uh, Edward for me He just drifts to the edge of the box I've got to agree with you Look Edward He is a fantastic player There's no doubt But he likes to drop off Lee Griffiths he, I mean you just mentioned it there A minute or two ago uh, Yeah he's the same 
He gets the ball, he lays it off, and his first thought and movement is, can I get in that box and find a yard or two? Yeah. And the, the the Celtic strikers struggle to do that all game until Lee Griffiths comes on, and then he showed me. And he's not. I don't even think he's fifty percent fit. But you've seen the quality. That he brought to that that Celtic team so, when they come on. So were you saying, side that that Celtic were giving too much emphasis to defence, defending in that game? They could have they could have gambled a bit more and and stepped out of defence a bit more. Yeah, I think so, Rob. I think when um, because, no, because I was just going to say, I mean, you're playing against a team that, that struggle to score a goal. Score, if, yeah. you're, if you're going to gamble defensively against anyone, you would gamble against. St. Johnson coming up for Barry, of course, with Kelty this yeah. week. But, but you gamble, wouldn't you? You, you? Do you really need three centre-backs back there all the time against a team that can't score? No, I agree. I agree. If you are going to play that, the two the two centre-backs on the right-hand side and the left-hand side need to almost play as, as, as full-backs when the ball's on their side. El Hamed is a natural right-back. Yeah. You know, I think he should have been playing where Frimpong was playing. And Frimpong could have then went 10 yards higher up. It then gives Jamie McCart a decision. Does he stay in the middle or does he come out and mark Frimpong? Or does Tanzer continue to go with Frimpong that far back and then that leaves space for El Hamid yeah. it's just very laboured yeah. and it's like Barry says yeah. it's the easy option on the yeah, team but I think when you play a back three either the right side or the left side centre back has got to have the licence to go and drive with yeah. the ball 15-20 yards I think what Sai saying spot on in the first half that they were just getting the ball and just passing it across the back or easy option into midfield and it was going back to them um, but it's always difficult look I understand as well you're not going to always play at your best European games have got a big factor mm-hmm. you know what I mean it's about finding a way of getting the three points first half wasn't he good fair play to, what I like about Neil Lennon at times is he's not scared to go and change it yeah. there's mm-hmm. his biggest player he's not doing it 60 minutes yeah. off you go mm-hmm. I'm changing it mm-hmm. I like that yeah and it also underlined uh, how, how much Celtic still depend on Scott Brown didn't it? I, mean, I mean he did what, what we've been talking about in the studio for yeah. a, lo- a lot of weeks now and he, and he rested him from the start Scott Brown but ultimately they needed him to come on and, and grab the game by the scruff of the neck that's it people say that Scott Brown slows Celtic down. I, I disagree mm-hmm. you know because see when he's not there and Charm and that were just doing the exact same thing that Scott Brown does you know playing it safe but what Scott Brown does do and you can hear him on the side is when Ayer got that ball he's shouting to Ayer to drive into the mm-hmm. space Whereas before you didn't have anyone shouting to Ayer uh, and El Hamad, go on, push on. I, I think when Scott Brown's in that position, that allows the left or the, the right centre back to go and to drive the ball. And he's, he's going to always tuck in naturally. That's what, what, what Scott Brown does. But look, he has an influence, there's, there's no doubt about it. You don't need to be running the game. Yeah. It's his influence on the pitch, obviously. You could see the lead, difference. Yeah. His leadership yeah. qualities are, are there for everybody to see. But also Christie as well, who's willing to run yeah. in behind. Aye. You know, and Charm, yeah. Turnbull, yeah. and McGregor for me are very much. Ball to feet, ball to feet, ball to feet. Whereas Ryan Christie's selfless running, and that drags midfielders away to give guys like El Unusi and Edward more space to play as well. So Scott Brown, yes, but also Ryan Christie for me. And again, looking for looking for forward passes. Mm-hmm. Okay, he might give it away, but who cares? Mm-hmm. St Johnston are camped in. What they're going to do when they win the win the ball back? Somebody needs to take a, a chance, and Christie does that for me. Lamella, you've got to give him credit. You get absolute whack. Wow. <laughs> and I'm thinking. He's going yeah. to just lie down here and yeah. take a free kick. Fair play to the guy. Yeah. He jumps up and what a finish. Yeah, Because um, he's had a bit of criticism. Yeah. Celtic spent £3 million on him. But he he showed something. He showed a real willingness to go in behind, as you mentioned, which I thought was missing. Yeah. And a real appetite for the game. Because he knows that he needs to go and try and impress. And 
he's got his goal. I thought he, I thought he did he did well enough as well. I know everybody's going to speak about Scott Brown and Lee Griffiths yeah. Yeah. and rightly so, but I think Clamala deserves a bit of credit as well. Can I just say as well, yeah. Paul, that, that that name we mentioned right at the top of the show, Diego Lasalte, um, is undergoing a medical in London. We hear ahead of a loan deal to Celtic, he of AC Milan, Uruguayan international as well, due to arrive in Glasgow later on to finalise that move. Well, the, Jim White was just on the phone there. That's why I went out the studio. I can see the producer saying, "Where's he gone?" <laughs> It's, he's ordered a carryout or something for tonight, but no. So Jim was on. He's checking. We were it disappointed well. you came back empty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that, that's who was on just a moment or two. Jim says, "Have a great show." He's on Sky tonight, uh, and he's checking that out. So there's Rob with the news on. It's been quiet in Scotland, Edward. That's what Celtic fans want to know. It looks as though he's, he's not going anywhere, but he'll need to get his head into it. That's what Neil Lennon was saying afterwards. We're going to hear from Gary McAllister shortly, and uh, more from Neil Lennon. Maybe hear from Griffiths as well. Is he going to play against Rangers in a couple of weeks? It's all hotting up. Is isn't he it? going to be recalled yeah. to the Scotland squad? Well, I mean, that there's a thought as well. Now that he's back playing, scoring again, there are three internationals coming up. It's not all about Thursday; it's about the matches afterwards as well. And would you imagine if there's a call? Maybe it needs maybe it needs a call off yeah. to have him in. But if there is a striker call off, side, would you call him up? Rob, one hundred percent. Lee Griffiths. Um, People think this is, is crazy. Lee Griffiths, if Scotland are playing tomorrow, I start Lee Griffiths. Mm-hmm. I really do. So, you know, he's one of the guys in the dressing room. You speak to players that play with him. He's, he's on it every game. You know, he's not fear Lee Griffiths. I know Barry's saying he maybe you know in the best condition, but that wouldn't bother Lee Griffiths. He would still fancy himself to go out and score goals. Do Scotland have that at this present? That guy with that big game mentality? No. He's not far away though, or is he? No. He, listen, he's, he's not at the levels that. He would want, or yeah. the manager would want, but look, I, I've always said that there's no better penalty bought striker in Scotland than Lee yeah. Griffiths. Barry, uh, would it not help his fitness to have him in the Scotland squad? It would, but uh, look, that's a question where I think he'll not be getting any days off, I think, during the international yeah. break. I think he'll be in at Lennox Town <laughs> working on his, his fitness because you see how important he is, Rob, yesterday. Yeah. But, that, but see, but see, psychologically and everything, psychologically for him as well, would yep. it not be great to have him as part of a competitive Scotland squad would, in that training environment? I would have him in there in a minute. Right. For me, Dykes and Griffiths up front, that's exciting. We'll find out what you think at home. Give us a call 0808 17 17 700. It's the Go Radio Football Show. The Go Radio Football Show. Let's go. Thanks very much to Ali. She'll be back uh, tomorrow night. I shall be back later with more traffic and travel. Sai, you fancy doing it, don't you? The traffic and travel later in the week. I would love to to do it. it. Would that be all right? I've had it Friday. No, it was the news. The news I wanted to do. I think you'd be better at the news. I'm going to wear my shirt and tie for it. eh? (laughs) I'm going to stand in the studio, shirt and tie, and read the news. Would you love to do that? Yeah. He he wants to read the news. I want to be a newsreader, eh? so after I've. Ruined go radio. I'm going to be a newsreader. You need a Joe. You need a Joe Maguire type voice, though, don't you? Uh, I'm going to change my voice for it. I'm going to change my voice for it. I'm Joe Maguire. Oh, what a voice! Proper, isn't it? Have you heard him singing? No, is he good? Some voice. Is he? Yep. 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 Yeah. What does he sing? Opera. Aye. So Pavarotti stuff. Wow. Can I ask you something? Do you change your voice on the radio? No. No. Do you when you present? What about when you're on telly? You used to be quite posh in the it's telly, the thing, Paul. Was it, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was a couple of years ago, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw an old one I was interviewing Gaza at Ibrox, and uh, yeah, I think everyone was kind of posher then. Rob, yeah. do you not think so? Yeah, yeah bit, possibly. Yeah. The old days. But not, then, not now. No, but exactly. we're all about these days and the weekends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that bow tie on Scott's Sport. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> so Friday night was Aberdeen beating St Mirren, Livingston winning at Dundee United, and Hibs beating Hamilton Ackies. And then Sunday afternoon, Celtic winning 2 0 at St Johnson, the late, late 
show. And then Rangers against Ross County 2-0. Gary McAllister afterwards speaking about the Rangers' victory. We're pleased with the result. Performance-wise, you know, after the other night, mm. we bit disappointed, I thought. From early in the game, we weren't really at it. And by that, I mean, you know, the intensity, you know, out of possession, winning the ball back. But then more importantly, in possession, we didn't create any rhythm. We were a wee bit unrecognisable, I thought, early in the game. But I thought there was a reaction after the half-time, and we started the second half well. But most important thing, we got, we got the three points. Barry, what did you think of Rangers' performance? I think Gary Mack sums it up perfectly. Um, and, and people and supporters have got to realise after a, a hard game on Thursday night, sometimes you're not going to play at the levels that, that the Rangers team has been doing domestically. Um Seen them play better, but you know what? They were never in real trouble. There was a couple of chances for Ross County in the second half. Um, but I always thought that, that Rangers were, were comfy enough to get the three points. Um, and listen, two or three weeks down the line, nobody will look back at it and, and think about the performance. It's about the three points, and that's the most important thing after a tough game on Thursday night. I've, I've been in that position a number of times. Um, when you get a bit frustrated, when you're not at the levels that you want to be, but... Um, game day after a European night it's all about getting the three points and both Rangers and Celtic done that Side James Tavernier <clears throat> eight games eight goals he's flying isn't he mm. I think that racket, lack of rhythm that Gary McAllister was talking about was I think when Steve Davis doesn't play <clears throat> I think he really controls the game do you know similar to Celtic I thought because of the two sitting midfielders just for me pass the ball backwards and sideways you know you need somebody like Stephen Davis to pass the ball through the lines into Kent and your Hadjis and that's where you get your rhythm you know when you get the players on the ball um, but the good thing for Rangers as well as Barry says after a tough European trip and the fact that for me Kent and Morelos have not really been at it the last two or three games and Rangers are still winning and that's something that they couldn't do last year you know they relied so much on Morelos' goals and performances whereas now you know five or six guys are coming to the fray for Rangers and that's exactly what they needed this season Yeah and the thing about Rangers as opposed to Celtic was they weren't sweating over a late goal they already had one goal yes they scored their second one later on but Rangers always looked pretty comfortable to win that game I saw something um, which intrigued me um, as James Tavernier scored that eighth goal in, in eight games which is incredible but he, he cut the celebrations really short and as the players were gathering around him he was shouting and screaming at them and obviously looking for a better performance in the game I thought that was quite significant that uh, you know we talk about his leadership a lot he, he appears to be quite a quiet type of captain leading by example that, that's his thing but he was but he was bawling at the players when you look at the close-ups after he scored that penalty at, at the weekend quite interesting that he's demanding a bit more That's one of the big differences I've seen from James, uh, James Tavernier this season he's he's took the bull by the horns he's, he looks to me if he's a proper leader now he understands the situation that he's in that he's under pressure to, to go and win trophies as, as captain and I think his performance he's, he's been excellent there's there's always been a question mark defensively with, with Tavernier but going forward I think he's a phenomenal fullback. Um, but you need to pin him back in uh, the first place to ask the question defensively and yep. usually he's on the front foot yep yeah. you're, you're right there Rob but I, I just like the way he's doing things this season he, he's leading for the front and that's what you need to do as, as Rangers captain and as I say his penalties I know there's been a few penalties in the eight goals mm -hmm. but it's the pressure of standing up and taking the penalties mm -hmm. and it looks to me if he handles it easily now Um and also on the pitch where I thought we'd spoke off air, he, he was pretty quiet the last couple of years as being the, yeah. the Rangers captain. He's found his voice. Yep, yeah. it looks to me that, that now he's getting used to the, the leadership qualities needed to be uh, the Rangers captain. So Not only the penalty, yep. though, but he makes a penalty. Mm -hmm. yeah. So he's, yeah. he's got the assist and he's got the goal. You know, we've spoken about his delivery so many times. 
He's no one of these guys. But what we're talking about in the Celtic game, he doesn't look to pass the ball back to his centre half when he gets the ball. No. He's looking to set up a chance. Well, he's, he's either delivering from the right side or he's in on the end of it from a ball in from the left side. You know that, which which is great. I mean, he, he's getting he's getting into that that goal area much much more often now than than he was. Yeah, last Thursday I was about to put having like, what's he doing in there? But I mean, he's yeah. he, great header for the for the goal. Um, but that's the kind of way that Rangers play. The both fullbacks, he wants them high and wide, um, and the both wide players tend to play in the in field a wee bit, um, but. No, he's he's certainly impressed me this season, and as I said, he's went through tump, uh, some tough times. He was oh, getting yeah. a bit of criticism yep. last yeah, well, season, and, and one thing you've got to say about the the boy is he always went out there and stood up and fronted it. He yeah. never hid. He didn't hide. Yeah, no, he didn't hide. It's easily to say maybe he's got a wee niggly injury or say to the manager, "Listen, I'm going through a bad time. Leave me out here." No, mm-hmm. he stood there, he took it, and he's come through it, and he deserves all the the praise he's getting just now. It's interesting the contrast in styles as well with Celtic and Rangers. You know, Celtic are so adamant at playing through the middle. Mm-hmm. You know, they're desperate to get the, the middle players on the ball, whereas Rangers are the complete opposite. You know, you're looking to get Kent and Hadji on it in mm-hmm. the pockets, kind of half wide, half inside, and then the two full backs to go high and wide. Uh, so it should make for a tremendous game. So let's hear a wee bit more from Gary McAllister. Will Rangers do any business in the next six hours? Uh, what about the squad? With this sort of schedule and the demands on the boys, it's not going to be 11 players. It is most definitely going to be about the 18, 19 that, we're, that are stripped here. We feel with the additions that we've made and, and we're getting injured players getting closer to uh, fitness, we'll get a wee bit of, wee bit of strength and depth. He did say, Rob, it would be quality, not quantity they need if they do any business tonight. Yep, but it's um, it's it's looking a good squad at the moment, isn't it? Kemar Roof is about to come back. Ryan Jack uh, came off the bench, I think, uh, at the weekend. I mean, Joe Rebo to come back into things and yeah. at a stage when Scott Arfield's going to be a difficult player to leave out. Yeah, and that's what we've said. You know, the squad's got better. There's no doubt about that. My one worry would be for Rangers would be the striking area. As I say, Morelos is no scoring goals. Um, I know Eton got two, but... Is he going to be a guy that's going to get you 15 goals this season? Whereas you look at Celtic, and the worrying thing is, as I said, they've not been playing well, but they've now got three strikers in Edward, Ajete and Griffiths who guarantee you 20 for me. That, that was my worry watching yeah. the game on, on Sunday. Morelos, he looked a bit off it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know whether it's similar to Edward. You just want this window to shut and then he can concentrate on being a Rangers player. But look, he scored a few goals over the last few weeks, but he's he was a bit off it. And yeah. in, in Sunday against Ross County, which would be a concern to the manager. Any chance he will go tonight? Do you think? Or is and it like, going? Look, I think every player's got a price in their head. Mm. If somebody comes in with a crazy yeah. offer of yeah. twenty million pound, they would need to consider it. But it looks to me that he's going to be here. And do you know what? I like him, mm-hmm. but he's got to focus. If a move doesn't happen tonight, he needs to now focus on being Rangers' main strike and get back to that sort of form. That he was in six month, uh, the first six months of last season. Cause See, when you're linked to him with Barry, does it affect your performance? Uh, it, no, it never affected me and other guys that I've played with who have been um, having like transfer speculation. Well, look at Ryan it's Kent. Never, look at look yeah. what they did to Ryan he, Kent. He's a same example. He's yeah. he's come on. I mean, he's just his standards have been through the roof. I know. Size. So the last couple of games, he's been a wee bit off it. Yeah. But he's, he's work ethic. Yeah. I think others have improved, haven't they? Been excellent. Right. Yep. yep. So it's maybe affected them. Um, and the best thing is when this window shuts at 12 o'clock tonight he stays he refocuses on being Rangers main player could you but see what Edward it's affected Edward yeah. doesn't oh, it has, yeah. Yeah, well, Neil, Lennon, Neil yeah. Lennon said that didn't he he, he said, did. he, he said he'll yeah. calm down yeah. he reckons uh, once the window window shuts and yeah. um, Celtic will hope they get the, the real odds in Edward back because, because he is central to their 10 in a row hopes 
Um, but for whatever reason, and presumably that is the reason, you know, he's not delivering at his level at the moment. Yeah, because that's why I asked Barry, because I don't think with Edward it's an attitude thing. I don't think it's mm. work rate, it's just no. he's not playing well. And I was just wondering maybe it's... Is that confidence? I don't, I don't think it's confidence. I think just having that... Uh, being linked to another team in the back of your head I just, that's why I was, I was asking headline. Barry what Sign does it say Sunday, you're doing my head in you're doing my head in <laughs> he, he looks to me if he's a guy that uh, wouldn't affect I just think he's nah, going through a I bad thought, time I think right? the same yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I think if you hear any of the, the Celtic players when they speak about Edward his attitude's always first class he's a laid back guy that's what he is um, Yeah, I, I just think he's going through a one of the dips in form where every single player in history goes through. Maybe he's not getting the normal service as yeah, well. Maybe I'm that's what's happening. It's the players round about him. They're not creating for him in the way that they were. But I mean, he started the season with a hat-trick. Yeah, I agree, Rob. You know, I think he gets frustrated and that's when he ends up, you know, he touches off because he's not touch- I think he's one of the players that needs to be involved in the game all the time. Yeah. And I think now that Griffiths is back, you've seen the better, better Edward last season was after January when Griffiths was there. I think they two are on this, the same wavelength and the quicker that they can get Griffiths up with Edward, I think that'll be that'll be good for, for the big man. Let's ask Barry Ferguson, were you ever involved in a transfer deadline tussle? What's the latest you ever moved? Last minute, wasn't it? Aye, last couple of minutes, um, coming back up for Blackburn to Rangers. It was on and off three or four times. I stopped the car, started driving back down, drove back up. Stopped in at service stations, waited an hour to. What? what did you get the services? Ginsters. <laughs> what was your favourite service station? <laughs> Abington. <laughs> it was it was Abington, and then I get told I had to go through to Edinburgh, which normally you would do your your medical in Ross Hall in Glasgow. Yeah. Um, so to go away for all the press, so it is, it's it's a tough time. Sometimes people don't realise there's a lot of things going through. Deals are on and off constantly. Um. So it's strange at times. Mm-hmm. What about you, Sai? <laughs> was there ever a transfer deadline day for Simon Ferry? Absolutely not. not. No, never. But I did say we used to yeah. watch it religiously. All yeah. oh, the players used to watch it, and I said on Friday, you used to sit and say, "How has he got a move there?" Uh, yeah. But you see, it's the best day. I love it. But it's not as good as it used to be, is it? No, no, no. no. It's gone. Some you know, people yeah. get their business done early, but um. But the, Cel- the Celtic and the Rangers fans are tonight. I mean, Odson Edouard and Alfredo Morelos. Mm. They, they won't really feel totally confident that, that those two players are still going to be with their clubs yeah. until the clock hits midnight. Do you think they will be a drop? I, I don't think either will move personally, yeah. but, but, you, but what, you, know, you, you just don't know. If 20 million came in for Morelis, if 35 or 40 million, which I would is imagine what, what Celtic would look for for uh, Edouard, you know, if, if that sort of figure came in with the finances at football clubs the way they are at the moment, yeah. you'd have to think about it. I still didn't think they would sell them for that money. No, no I do. Fans would be... Yeah, I know, but they've got to realise the the way the world does and right. the finances at clubs. But are the clubs also not ready to push the button on a on a replacement. I mean, they will surely have contingency plans. It's a bit late now, though. One hundred percent. A manager maybe have it in his back of his mind that whether it's Neil Lennon with Edward or, or Gerard with Morelos, if they're going, they'll have somebody that they'll line up. Maybe not to sign on a permanent deal. Loan or somebody to come in and loan. Always well, works that way. well, the fact that Lee Griffiths is back scoring goals would that would that hinder Celtic's decision on, on Edward? You know, now that Griffiths is back, would that would that be them that, more reluctant no, to sell? Want, no, you'd want, yeah, you, well, you, pff, I don't I don't think they'd want to sell Odson Edward under any circumstances. Mm. To be honest, because those two I mean, were dynamite last yeah, season, the yeah, second half of last absolutely. season. Yeah, and, and the fact but, that Griffiths is now back mm. scoring goals, the, the the prospect of getting those two linked up again up front for Celtic. I mean, on the back of the international break, that's got to be. You know, a really tempting thought for them. I just didn't see why a club would take forty million now, going for ten in a row when you can get forty million six months time. Uh, he's definitely going to be worth that in six, uh, 
six month time at the end of the season. If he has a good Europa yeah, League campaign, he's as well. still going to hold the value. Yeah. He, he's going through as he That's says why it. I just didn't see why they would tell I, him. No, I, I get your point, but he's still a top player. He's going through a tough time. Yeah. He's not had a few off games, which which happens. But I think yeah. he's still a thirty-five million pound player. Yeah, I mean he's guilty of the standards he sets, mm. isn't he? Yeah. Because because he's a, he's a real quality player, and when he drops anything below that, then immediately the alarm bells are sounded. That's Rob McLean with Barry Ferguson, Simon Ferry, and me, Paul Cooney. We're back with more, and your calls next. The Bull Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney, Ali Defoy, Rob McLean, Barry Ferguson, and Cy Ferry joining us uh, for the next hour and a half. On transfer deadline day, but no big news so far, but Rob has got the yellow tie on and uh, he's going to keep us right up to date between now and 7 o'clock. Si was volunteering to stay on till 11 or midnight tonight, but uh, don't think so, Simon. You, no. said, in a, you said in an hour and a half, there's, as soon as it hits 7 okay. o'clock, I'm off. <laughs> there are some news bulletins to be read later on, but, but there is breaking news on that because the programme director's been in touch to say you will not be reading a news bulletin anytime soon. Oh, you're kidding until, you go th- until you go through the training scheme. Can I go above his head now? Oh, I think you probably can. Sai, <laughs> si, how are the ratings for the open goal? It's the first time I've seen the two of you together since it uh, went out oh, last week. Through yeah. the roof. Yeah. He's the man, honestly. I think, it's so, I think he's over 120,000 there, so. Wow. He's. Uh, he was good. Did you watch it now? Yeah, I've, saw, I've seen it now. Uh, he was very I got good. your old one. I got the one from three years ago. But no, it was I good. Really I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. it. It was good to see. I, I hadn't seen Kevin Kyle for, I think, what, 2002? Oh, really? Lucky, uh, yeah. A long time. And Slaney, obviously, for the, 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 the Clyde days. So it was good yeah. to good to catch up with him. But he's got a good show there, Si. It's good fun. Has, yep. Are you coming on to do the tactics next week for the Celtic like Rangers game? We'll, we'll talk after the show. <laughs> I said no, isn't it? he's patched as a can of either. It's great. It's going to wind up for that soon, isn't it? So we've talked about the weekend with the the European games the other night. We've got uh, Israel on Thursday, uh, and then before we know it, it'll be the Old Firm game a week on Saturday, October the seventeenth. At the weekend, uh, Celtic winning, Rangers winning too. So Neil Lennon was asked about uh, any excuses over the European travel the other night, but I don't think he was offering any. Yeah, but I can't make an excuse for the first half. You know, uh, we can play a lot better. We've got good players, and you know, there's there was no fluency about us in the first half. Maybe it's because you know Brown's not there. You know, we can't keep relying on Brownie all the time, but you know, some other players have to step up and take you know responsibility. And I just felt that uh, that was a bit missing in the first half. And what about the international break? Come out of the transfer window now. You've got this. You know, I've got you know some cracking games to look forward to when we come back. But you know, through this block of games from the last international, seven out of seven. You know, and um, the only blot on the copybook has been Fern Varos, and I think it's a great response from the squad of players, and it's been absolutely fantastic. Si, yeah, Rangers on 26 points, Celtic on 25. I mean, you've been saying they're not really firing in all cylinders yet, and I, I agree with you, but you hear Neil Lennon, 7 out of 7. Yeah, you can't argue with that, can you? And on the Brown one, I was surprised that he dropped... That, that was the game that he chose to rest him for, when international break coming up. Mm. You know, going away to St Johnston, I know they're not playing well, but it's always a tough place to go. Everyone knows that. They're, they're a hardy team, St Johnston. I thought Brown would have played, give him the rest on international. But see these guys that are coming in. And you know, I see on Twitter fans criticising Neil Lennon all the time. See these players, they need to do better. See guys like Cham and El Yunusi who are coming into the team and getting their chance. Yeah. They need to perform better. I'm watching Cham up against an 18-year-old kid in Ali McCann. And you know, he needs to do more. You know, it annoys me now in football. Everyone straight away, first thing formation, second thing manager. It's players. Barry will tell you as a manager, it's players that need to go, go out there and do it. And these guys that Neil Lennon are bringing in, you know, if he wants to be the centre midfielder for the next five years and replace Scott Brown... When you get your chance, you need to do better. Lenny must be scratching his head, but yep. wondering, right, I leave 
Scott Brown out. What's Scott Brown? Thirty-five, and there's nobody there that's ready to take over from him. Well, it was, the, it was the old dependables, wasn't it? It was Brown off the bench, and then it was Griffiths with the goal yeah, yeah, to get yeah. Celtic out of jail at the end. You know, despite all the the mm-hmm. new arrivals and the new signings and all the rest of it, it was kind of uh, it was back. But I mean, how many how many seasons have Celtic been doing just that? You yeah. know, when the performance has been way below below standard, but they get the job done. They keep on winning. Yeah, it's they're, a good. They're, t- a, they're a point away with a game in hand. It's a good times, and, and as I say, you know. You can't keep relying on Scott Brown at 35. What happens next year when he's 36? Mm. And that's what I'm saying. The only people that will stop that, and you hear and Cham maybe walking away because he doesn't get to play enough. When you're playing Scott Brown's now, there, there's your chance to go and be the next Scott Brown. Go and be the next season. Are you bothered about next season? Are you not only just, are you not just bothered about this, this season, season and Scott Brown to drag you across the finishing line? But that's what I'm as I'm saying, right? It's Thursday, Sunday, ask mm-hmm. Scott Brown to do that now is is tough. But you're gonna need to. Mm-hmm. Based on that performance on, on Sunday, you're gonna need to ask Scott Brown for the full of this season to go and play on a Thursday night in Europe and then on a Sunday. And it's tough for a thirty five year old. What, could you have done that a thirty five year old Barry, huh? Ah, easy. <laughs> <laughs> well if you want to ask Barry. No, but listen, but <laughs> yeah. know what they need to do. Obviously they're in European uh, competition yeah. he'll hardly train yeah. he'll just do a loosen get a massage uh, they'll need to look after him I, I think Rangers are in a similar position with Alan McGregor I look at how important he is he's somebody that I, I don't think in the big games that uh, you can leave out you so you agreed him. that was the right thing to do yesterday to rest him and put John McLaughlin in yep and yeah. Rangers were, look he never had really much to do um, but your big players you want him for the big games don't you yeah but you, you want your, your big players for all the games but you've got to also understand that they are getting a certain age that they're going to maybe struggle at times because um, if you're travelling away from home Rob three four hours on a plane you're playing a, a tough opposition on no great surface you're travelling back you're not getting into Friday morning there's not a lot of recovery time until Sunday so Size spot on as it's up to other players when they get the opportunity, they need to take that opportunity. But it seems to me that they can't do it. So, with Scott Brown, do you disagree with Sai in that because I think they flew home on Friday, it was later mm-hmm. that they got back Friday afternoon, rest them, and Scott Brown on the bench. It worked for him for the manager, yeah. But I, I still thought Celtic were missing that leadership ah. quality. And the, the so you would have started part. with them. Yeah, but listen, yeah. I, I'm sure Scott Brown and Neil Lennon had, sure. uh, would have yeah. had a, a conversation about that. Yeah. I, I'm sure if you asked Scott Brown, he'd want to play. And I'm sure if you asked Neil Lennon, he'd want to play him every single game. Yeah. Well, I think, I, think yeah. I take Sai's point as well, that it was a strange time to leave him out. There's yeah. been so much clamour to, to rest him and use him sparingly, but it was strange to leave him out uh, of a match in which, following it, he's got a two-week break. Yeah, exactly. And I think Davis never started for Rangers. You know, that'd be the type of game that I'd leave Scott Brown out for Celtic. We'd be at home at Celtic Park to a bottom six club. I just think going away for St Johnston, you know, Turnbull's not played a lot of football. Mm-hmm. I know he came on for 45 minutes, but it's, it's hard, you know, when, when you've been injured, he's had that knee injury, maybe played 45 minutes of the full season. St Johnston away is probably the last game he wanted, you know. He did prefer you, to start at Celtic Park. I'm going to ask you about David Turnbull uh, in a moment. 0808 17 17 700. If you're tuning in, it's uh, every night of the week, 5 till 7, the Go Radio Football Show on Glasgow's newest station, Glasgow's own. Uh, text us your message, 87474. And we're on the socials at Go Football Show. So give us your calls, 0808 17 17 700. Barry Ferguson standing by, Cy Ferry and Rob McLean. Right, Gary McAllister, he was doing the interviews yesterday after the match, resting Stephen Gerrard, the manager himself, from having to face the media. So what did he feel about uh, you know Rangers going in top of the table into the international break? We've had a good tranche of results in this, this lead-up to this international break. A good run of results. That's, that's five 
you know, victories here, five clean sheets in the league. So we can't complain too much. You know, it's, it's sometimes you've, you, you've got to enjoy winning games, mm -hmm. but realise the fact that we didn't play as well as we, we want to play. That's something we've got to take away from this game today. Barry, consistency was missing last season in the second half. So far, just now, Rangers are displaying it. Yep, you've got to be happy and I think Gary Mack again sums it up really well. Mm. They don't play at the top of their game and, and you've not conceded a goal and you've scored two. Yeah, it's not been pretty to watch at times, but as I said, it's always tough. People have got to understand European games, not just physically, but mentally, take a lot out of you. Uh, and uh, as I said, I've been in the situation myself a number of times and it was just getting through the games and making sure at the end of that 90 minutes or 93 minutes that you were in with three points. I think, I think you can see it mentally, can't you? Because so unlike Rangers, Ross County had two sitters for set pieces and that's just switching off. That's probably is being mentally tired for the concentration that you put on a Thursday night. But um, like we say, last season maybe we'd have drew that game after a hard European game, came home and drew it. Do you know what? I was watching it yesterday and that's one of the first thoughts that came to my head. If that was last season, that could have been a couple of points dropped. Mm -hmm. Definitely, that's the difference I'm seeing in this. Team. You you see a step ahead in in that in that in in terms of that. Yeah, I, I'm not getting carried away, but I do see a different mentality about them. Um, obviously, they've added a few players, Rob, mm. but I do see a different mindset to this Rangers squad this season. But listen, it's still early doors, and, and they need to have a different mindset this yeah, season because of what's happened in the last two. Yeah. They've got to listen. The first six months of last season was great. Yeah. After the winter break. Let's be honest, it wasn't good enough. Now they need to go and show that level of consistency, which they've started obviously really well. They've had a couple of blips at Livingston and Easter Road, but do you know what I like about it? They've come back for that mm -hmm. and they've been on it the, the next game and got the vital win. As last season, they would have struggled a bit. But even the full squad's playing their part. See, last year, like, I can't remember Brandon Barker even looking at the goal, yeah. but you know, he comes on Sunday now, mm. he scores a goal. Last season, he, he probably would have came on and flitted in and out of the game. Whereas now, the full squad are, are making a difference. And that's and that's what you want. We spoke to him afterwards. Someone mentioned before, maybe last year, we wouldn't have won them type of games. And this year, we're winning them. So, the, ma the main focus is to get the three points every game. But the way that we did it today, obviously, wasn't our best. But, you know, we've got a, a massive game in two weeks' time. And, you know, we're all focused on that now. I think it was uh, when I interviewed Lee McCulloch, he always said that it was Walter Smith that said the, the, it's not the, the actual old firm game itself, it's the one before it and the one after it. Yeah. You know, so to uh, the old firm games take care, care of themselves, themselves yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'm starting to get excited already. No, I know. A week Saturday. Yep. yep. That, that's the way it was like as a player. Um, certainly the week up leading up to it. I mean, towards three, four days, you weren't sleeping. Well, it's a fa fantastic game to be involved in. And Lee's right, Walter Smith used to say that. Make sure the game before it, you win. Make sure the game after it, you win and try and win the old firm game in between. Were those your favourite weeks? Yeah, they yeah. they were unbelievable. Unbelievable. If you can't enjoy them, yeah. you've got a major problem. There were fantastic occasions to be involved in. Lucky enough to play with some great players and against some great players as well. Um, but tough when you don't win them. Yeah. Um, great when you do win them, but no, what an occasion. See, when you're going into them... Do, does your performance, does that, is that in the back of your head, how you've been playing or is it all about if you've been winning? Or does that no matter at all? No, it, back, back then, Si, if I'm being honest with you, there, there was games that, when we were going into the old firm game, we weren't playing at the top of our game and then we would go and win the game pretty comfortably. And it'd be vice versa. Celtic would be, we'd be clear favourites, we'd have been in a great run of form. Celtic were maybe 
lost one in, in Ruhr couple yeah. leading up to it and then they would come and, and run over the top of us it's strange it's whoever it's the old saying whoever performs in the day who wants it the most you know what I mean that that's it and who's at the top of their game on the on the day but they're they're great games honestly yeah. it's hard to describe you need to actually be on the pitch I think everyone the, would love to yeah, the only downside yeah. is there's no fans yeah, of course, that, that's, yeah. a, that's the thing that a lot of the players will miss that, that's yeah. the biggest thing when was me. that when were those old two old firm games there was, there was a 6-2 win followed by a 5-1 defeat yeah, back, to, yeah. Back, yeah. back to back old firm you, games you I mean, both yeah. I mean, they, there yeah. you go there, there, there's all you need to know yeah. uh, about the old firm fixture and yeah. how it can go on any particular day yeah and I'll be honest with you Rob Celtic absolute thumped us 6-2 it could have been more than that we were just lucky to get away out of Celtic Park with that, with that result we had the duster sound down pretty quickly and then it was a reverse use and we, we absolute millered Celtic 5-1 um, and again the form our form wasn't great mm-hmm. leading into that 5-1 game and was it Larson and everyone for Celtic and for you yeah it was you De Boer Larson, yeah. Yeah. Larson Suttons and Hartsons yeah. and Petrov, sort of sort of guys. Uh-huh. Can you tell yeah. quite early on in a Celtic Rangers game who's who's more up for it? Yeah, it, it, no more up for it. I think what key is when you get the ball, it's your first pass, yeah. your first tackle. Make sure you yeah. win your first challenge, all that sort of stuff. Because when you don't win it, the doubts creep in. I, yeah. The doubts don't creep in, but you know, my opponent here has got one over my early doors. He's yeah. won the first challenge. That's the bit. That was the kind of thoughts that went through my head. So I had to make sure the first challenge, or first pass, I had to be spot on. Great insight. Isn't it's it? I see when you're watching it. Do you not think you can tell? You know, in an old firm game or in a match. Well, you do. Which one's more on it? I think the last few games. Yeah. You know, I think Rangers have played better than yeah. Celtic, but Celtic have won the game. I think the cup final was a was it the cup final or the semi final? Uh, Fraser Forster. Aye, f- yeah. the final, the league cup final, yeah, yeah. league cup final. Yeah. Yeah, you think Rangers are Rangers going to win yeah. this game? But mm. just say like Rangers games, anything can happen, can't it? The thing is, both teams are going and winning. That's not happened a lot, has it, over the last few years? You know, usually Celtic like have been the the informed team, whereas now it's, it's it's an even keel. And the thing as well that I'm looking forward to seeing is there's a lot a lot of selection headaches for both managers just now. You know, who does Neil Lennon play? You know, do you play yeah. Edward? Do you yeah. play Griffiths? Is it Jetty if he's fit? You know, so it'll be interesting as Barry says. As a fan. Watching the week building up to it is, yeah. is, is brilliant. Yeah, it's great. It's like, and the Monday, that's when you start to prepare for the game on the Saturday. Yeah. I mean, I know it's going to be a bit different because the international, yeah. a lot of players are away in international. Yeah. Um, but it's a fantastic occasion. And, and Sai makes a great point there. What way is Celtic going to play? They're going to mm. stick to the three at the back and they're going to maybe change it. Who, what personnel's um, Stephen Gerrard going to go with? Mm. Who's he going to play in the middle of the park? It's, it's great times. And listen, both. Both teams are, are winning games and as you said, I don't think Celtic are playing great. Rangers are probably playing the better football, but that's what makes it so exciting. Barry can you believe that's the first hour, but there's plenty more coming next. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Hope you've had a good Monday. I'm Paul Cooney on the Goal Radio Football Show with Rob McLean, Barry Ferguson and Cy Ferry. We're taking your calls now, 0808 17 17 700. Text a message to go and your message to 87474 and we're on all the socials at Go Football Show. So 0808 17 17 700. 
Another good weekend there. Wins for Rangers and Celtic at the top of the table. So Rangers on 26 points after 10 games. Celtic on 25, having played one game fewer. Hibs on 20 points. Then Aberdeen on 18. Kilmarnock on 11, along with Livingston. Dundee United also on 11, along with Ross County. Motherwell on 8. Hamilton on 7, along with St Mirren and St Johnson. So... uh, it's a great, well, it's a really, really tight start to the season. It depends where your team is sitting there. What do you think? Give us a call now. 0808 17 17 700. We'll hear more from Gary McAllister, a wee bit more from Brandon Barker, and maybe Lee Griffiths as well, who uh, had a sensational return to action at the weekend. And uh, Rob, any transfer deadline news with what's just under six hours to go here in Scotland? Yeah, it's probably worth repeating, Paul, that uh, Diego Lasalt, who is a Uruguayan uh, playing with uh, AC Milan at the moment, undergoing a medical in London ahead of a loan deal apparently to Celtic. Uh, He's due to arrive in Glasgow later on to finalise that move. So that's the signing we've been waiting for in terms of a left-sided player into that uh, Celtic squad. Rangers being linked with a couple of midfielders. We heard there from Gary McAllister a short time ago. um, Sounding pretty happy with the squad but they have been chasing an attacking midfielder for some time. Rangers being linked with a South African uh, Bongani Zungu who's playing with the French club Amiens at the moment and also Huddersfield are saying that they've uh, rejected an approach uh, for Juninho Bacuña, uh, their attacking midfielder, a player with uh, English Premier League experience. Kyle McGuinness has gone from St Mirren to Hibs. That's the captain, of course, on the back of a, a long injury recovery, five-year deal with Hibs. Uh, Greg Lee has gone back to Aberdeen, having terminated his contract in Dutch football. He was a good player in his first spell with the club. Mark McNulty uh, is a target for Dundee United. They are hoping to get one over the line in the next few hours. That could be him. And how impressive was he when he was with Hibs also won a couple of Scotland caps as well Mark McNulty Josh Mullen is back at Livingston all right, guys. Uh, yeah, Barry Ferguson, yeah, Sai, I, I, I think you've seen yeah. Cavani outside. So I thought he I'm was. I'm saying, myself. <laughs> Edinson Cavani. <laughs> Breaking news. I see the agent. Did he get 10 million? Oh, it's just crazy. crazy. I was about crazy to say, Sai, this is normally when the taxi drivers phone in to tell us who's arriving at Ibrooks yeah. or at Celtic Park, but not Cavani. No, I see Man United signing Cavani. I hope right. he can play centre half because they're two centre halves are absolutely hopeless. But, um... So it wasn't Super Sunday. It was a scary Sunday. It was just madness. <sighs> what did you make of yesterday? So Liverpool losing seven? I know I can forgive Liverpool okay, because yeah. the seasons they've had but Manchester United dearie, mate. see what Barry's talking about with Craig Miller yep. doing the basics well mm-hmm. Harry Maguire 85 million quid and he wants to do anything but the basics it totally baffles me so what does Solskjaer do now? What, what does, what does hold the, on to his job do? hopefully exactly. <laughs> I mean, he just looks at him did yeah. you watch his interview? Yeah, but he looked a lost man they just look a, a team full of individuals it looks to me if some of them just don't care mm-hmm. it's Man United you're playing with one of the biggest club if not the biggest club in the world and they've got guys there that just look disinterested but what gets me is Gary Neville's all he spoke about was getting more players in they yeah. players finished third last year they were unbeaten in 12 towards mm-hmm. the end of the season mm-hmm. I mean look at your manager look at your players no players coming in you've got enough players there I just couldn't believe when Solskjaer was going around shaking each other's hands after the game. What would you be doing? Oh, you'd be in the dressing room going absolutely mental, wouldn't you, Barry? Yeah, listen, I'd be straight on the pitch and making sure they're in that, that dressing room. The door would have been locked for at least an hour, hour and a half. <laughs> is that, it, that's just the way shocking, it is. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, listen, they've got to, they're paid to perform. Sometimes you can't perform at the top of your game, right? We all get that. But at least try. I looked at some of their players and it looked if they just didn't bother. One back. Guys like Pogba, that I mean, dearie me. Would yeah. you? Would you? 
tell Pogba, well, you can't just let him go, the money that he's on, but he's not a good influence there, is he? No, they're, they're, listen, uh, he's a good player, but I don't see, uh, there's loads of hype round about him, mm. I've still to see, I've seen Graham Sooners get a lot of uh, stick with what he said on Sky Sports about him, he doesn't really rate him, mm. listen, there's no doubt he's a good he's, player and yeah. he's got ability, but you need to see more for a hundred million pound player, mm. I need to see more. Yeah, yeah. What did he you, should what be did, running games, Rob. What did you two think about Eric Lamella uh, and the way he went down like a sack of spuds um, when he was touched, no more than touched, mm. by Anthony Martial? Anthony Martial in response, and and actually L- Lamella's blow, if you call it a blow that he struck in the other direction, was probably firmer than the one he got back. Uh, Martial sent off. Lamella stayed on. How, how would you feel about a teammate? Um, who folded like that with the merest of touches? It's embarrassing. I I would pull a teammate up for it. I really would. I hate stuff like that. Deliberately trying to get some somebody sent off. I mean, what kind of guy? He's got kids. That guy, Lamella. Imagine your dad that like on the telly. Yeah. I would slap my dad for doing it. But um, I think what kills Lamella is if you watch the documentary with Spurs. I think Mourinho's <laughs> kind of said to them <laughs> they need to start being more streetwise and savvy. And being horrible guys, and I think Lamella's kind of took that too far. Uh, <laughs> but I, no doubt, Mourinho would have been absolutely delighted with Lamella. You know, no doubt about it. He, it's Mar- embarrassing, though. Isn't it is it? embarrassing. Uh, I was this embarrassed was worse for him on Martial. Ah, yeah, exactly. And Martial, for me, has been the man and said he stayed oh, up. I know he shouldn't have reacted. I get that, but he stayed up. But Lamella, it was it was laughable. Uh, but see, if he's won you the game. What would you would you still be angry with him? Uh, I I wouldn't be happy. But I don't like cheating, mate. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. That is cheating, isn't it? The way well, he's acted there. Uh, Barry, what about Klopp afterwards? I know we can say it's uh, an aberration, it's a one-off, but to lose, they've had the best defence two years running in the Premier League in England and they lose seven. Yeah, I mean, I love watching Liverpool. Yeah. I honestly do. I love the way they go about their business on the pitch, but I just couldn't, it just wasn't Liverpool. I, again, they've just had a bad a bad day at the how office. Did, how does that happen? It's a great team. I don't know whether they've not prepared right. They're, they're thinking they're going down to... I mean, Aston Villa, to be fair, have had a decent start oh, to the season. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. McGinn was brilliant, McGinn. Yeah. yeah. But, listen, you can't take anybody for Aston Villa. I thought Aston Villa were different class. The, mm. the new boy, I mean, we spoke about it last week, Ollie Watkins. What yeah. was it, 28 million quid? Championship. They spent on yeah. him. Not I mean, a bad start. Great start. Um, showed his worth there, but, listen... Uh, do you think there's something in the water in English football? I mean, those were, I mean, three incredible yeah, results. I mean, the, the, yeah. the lesser of them was was Leicester yeah. losing at home to West Ham, having beaten Man City. But for Man U to ship six goals at home, and for Liverpool, the runaway champions, to lose seven at Villa, I mean, is is the dis- is the COVID related disruption? Could that be a factor? The fact that last season finished so late, it was all crammed in. Um, and then there's been a few week break and now we're off and running belatedly with this season could, could that be something to do with, with, with results that you would just never expect to get on any given weekend I honestly think the no fans helps lesser players mm-hmm. I think it does help the lesser players you know, why? But see the players that I've played with that have played in the English Premiership and the ones that have played in League 1 the difference it wasn't the ability it was, their ability, it was the ability of the had to go and cope perform in front of a crowd right. that's, what, that's what a Charlie Austin could do compared to a Billy Painter who I played with down south Similar abilities, but Charlie thrived off the crowd. And I think these top players, they really thrive off playing in front of the crowd. You I, said that you would struggle I, as well, I, didn't you? I would struggle, I wouldn't. Whereas I wouldn't. Do you know what I mean? And that's the difference. He, he he would like the crowd there, I wouldn't. And that, that, that'd be the difference. Obviously, he's a miles better player than me, but top I players. Just, I, I just, I wouldn't... I wouldn't like playing uh, playing in front of no fans. I don't think it would be enjoyable. Even um, the guys, even the guys that gave you stick. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah. Rob, I get 
Aye. a lot out of that. Mm. It was great getting obviously plaudits, but sometimes when you get a bit of abuse for the stands, it, 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 fires, it fires you. On. Yeah, 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 it fires you on a bit. But that Liverpool, listen, I just think that'll be a one-off. Yeah. Um, there's. They're still a top team, but Aston Villa. I mean, I know it was seven two, but it could have been yeah. nine, mm-hmm. ten. Yeah, yeah. a but couple of a couple of chances they missed, and you mentioned it, John McGinn. Yeah, playing against a top quality opposition. Uh, I mean, I always thought he was good. I think Celtic missed one, missed a trick. No, paint was at an extra half a million quid for him. Yeah. He's been down there. Yeah. Played well in the Championship now in the Premier League. He's actually bossing games. Yeah, he looks so confident, so yep. strong. I, I yeah. can see him if he keeps that sort of form up all season. I wouldn't be surprised if a top four team would sniff about him. And, and again, it kills me. You know, see John McGinn running games in centre midfield. And I watched him for Scotland a couple of months ago. And he's playing wide right. I mean, I just, I know he was injured for a while, and that's probably why his form wasn't as good. But. John McGinn needs to be playing centre did, midfield yeah. for Scotland. Did you watch it? I guess you watched the game yesterday. See yeah. his ball through for... Grealish. Um, what a pass uh, that is. It's a great pass. See that? A lot of people just look at that and say, right, that's only a 30-yard pass. But look, the pace on it, mm. he fired it. Mm. It was... Um, he's a guy I keep watching, I keep thinking. He, he gets better every time I watch him. He's yeah. really built himself up physically, that's, hasn't yeah, he, yeah, as well? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's already difficult to shift yeah. off the ball, mm. even more so now. He was bashing Fabinho, who's a big guy, six yeah. foot three. I mean, again, the amount of times that mm. just nicked the ball and bashed him off it, and then he's got that quality, as Barry says, to play to play the pass after it. But he looks like a proper Premiership footballer now, John McGinn, with his stature and, and how he's playing the game. He's got better. I, I think there's yeah. obviously been a lot of work in that training ground on him. He was yeah. out for a while, obviously, with the injury, but yep. he's come back and he just looks even better. Yeah, but he, he was yeah. a good player, as I said, and he's yeah. went down there, and I think he, he's obviously he's working extra. After the training sessions on, on set, as well. yeah, yeah, but no, just te- I think technically he's got better. Mm-hmm. And I that's think what he's a better passer before, of the ball. You're, as well. you're spot on. I mean, I've played against John McGowan at St. Man, and you wouldn't have picked him out ahead oh. of Paul McGowan us at Dundee. But what he has done more than other people is he's worked on his game, and you can mm. see that. And that, that's the differences. He's went down there. He's not just been happy to settle and go and be a squad player at Aston Villa. He's went down and proved it, and he's reaping the benefits. Rob, so you'll be commentating in the game on Thursday night for Scotland. So we're going to talk about the Old Firm game in a moment or two. But for Thursday night, we heard on Go Radio News, there's only eight players today training uh, with Stevie Clark and the team. So Stephen Reid, one of the coaches, was talking about the, the preparation, which has been less than ideal for the match on Thursday. Obviously, you know, getting a, away from it, it's not ideal. You know, obviously playing on a Sunday, then you're going into a two-day recovery period, then you match day minus one, then you've got the game. But, you know, we're more than confident that we can do enough in that time with both work on the grass and in our meetings to, to be fully prepared. Yeah, it's just the way it is, isn't it? You know, I mean, every uh, international team uh, suffers the same situation coming off the back of big club games on the on the Sunday, limited numbers training on the Monday, uh, down to business, more like it uh, tomorrow, um, heading towards Thursday. But it, it it's more a, it's a man management job, isn't it? It's it's getting the team and the tactics right as well, obviously. But it, but it's getting into players' heads as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is such a a massive match. Um, I'm I'm getting nervous about it already. Are you excited for it, Rob? I'm excited about yeah, it. Because we talking about John McGinn yeah. and you know Absol- Lyndon Dykes yeah. and yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, yeah, I'm excited about what's possible here for Scotland to go a step nearer to qualifying for a major finals. But I'm worried about it as well because I'm thinking back to those performances uh, against Israel and the and the Czech Republic, which 
were less than impressive, you would have to say. Fantastic results. Great to get four points out of six. Not quite sure how it happened. Mm. Um, but just looking for a big performance, looking for John McGinn to be playing where he's playing for Aston Villa and playing how he's playing for Aston Villa. It's about getting the best out of these players. Will Ryan Fraser play a part? Quite excited about the prospect of him. Has he had enough match featuring time? Well, that, that, yeah. would be, that would be the question mark. And... Um, very interested to know how it's going to be defensively as well. I mean, Barry picked his team uh, last week under pressure from me. Uh, he scribbled it down. Need Kieran Tierney in a, a right wing back. Um, oh, did you? Right? For, for, uh, for Scotland. I've, I've went a bit. You want to take that back? No, I've went a wee bit mental. I would play Ryan Fraser there. I just. I, I like Ryan Fraser. Yeah. I do. I, and I, we've I, got to be positive as well, haven't we? In that yeah, game, we've I, got to be front foot. Yeah. Do you know what? I, I might change my. Oh, because <laughs> no, Ryan Fraser, I think he came on for Newcastle. I, I think he has. He could be an important. I tried to persuade you at the time, and you know, just weren't having it. I know. I just. I, I think. I mean, I watched his interview a couple of weeks back when he signed with Newcastle, and he admitted himself he was away behind in terms of training. Yeah. He needed to catch up in terms of, of fitness, and obviously, your best fitness is is game. Mm -hmm. playing games of football, and he's not had a lot of games of football. Um, Listen, you can change but I'm your still, team. I'm still positive. I still look at that. You were hoping I was going to mention that you'd yeah. picked your team already, weren't you? Who was your three centre-backs? Do you remember? Yeah. Cooper, Cooper. Uh, Porteous and McKenna? Yeah, I would yeah. I would throw a big Porteous in. Go just go I three out-and-out out defenders? Yeah, yeah. yeah, a lot of physical presence. And then, obviously, McGinn, McGregor, Christie, mm -hmm. Dykes and Ollie McBurnley. But if you want to bring Lee Griffiths in, you can bring him in. <laughs> Rob, is McKenna fit? I saw there was uh, a doubt. Well, he didn't play today yeah. for yeah. Nottingham Forest at the weekend, so there's bound to be uh, a doubt about him. Um, we certainly don't need injuries in the defensive area of the team. But can I just bring you some breaking news, Paul, that uh, tomorrow's Betfred Cup tie between Kilmarnock and Falkirk will not take place. Falkirk have been awarded a 3-0 win. Kilmarnock, of course, um, have been, uh, their squad decimated yep. uh, by coronavirus. How do you feel about that, Si? What do you think? Sorry, can I just say a wee bit yep. on the Scotland thing? Uh -huh. I've heard that. Oh, we're going to come back on Scotland. Right, yeah. ju just yeah. excuses to it. I think we need to stop making excuses. We've yeah. got players go good enough it. to go and win. Yeah. We should be winning. We should be beating Israel with that group of players that we've sure. got. Are we not talking about Scotland here? Because I want to pick up on something that... Re yep. I, I know Reedy, Stephen Reid there and he'd mentioned um, the 48-hour recovery period uh, we, we kind of looked at each other that means like Robbo and uh, John McGinn John yeah. McGinn won't train until a day before the actual massive qualifying so game we'll on that surely they can go and walk through a session uh, I mean, on a Tuesday look when I played on a Saturday I don't you, you'd be the same yeah, it was training as normal Monday. on Monday but now there's a lot of sports science in it they look more in depth but look if you're a bit tired you just get on with it mm. I agree. Yep. I, I really hope. As I say, it's time to be positive. I agree with you. Yeah, we need to. We need. We we, we can beat Israel. That group oh, of players. It's. A, I think it's the best group of players we've had in ten years. I really do. Well, Kenny Douglas said it two weeks ago on this show. We need to be more positive. Hundred percent. You look at that yeah. squad. Look at the level that some of their players are playing at. And then we had obviously two guys playing in the game last night, and one for me ran the show. Just need to bring that kind of club form into the international scene and see if they do. We've got a real good team with a chance of qualifying. I, mean, I, tell you, I tell you who was really positive last week. We had him on the show, Ryan Porteous, mm. um, who's just yeah. been upgraded yeah. from the under-21s to the, to the senior squad. I mean, he, he's he was talking about play. He was very happy to talk about playing, not just being in the squad. He yeah. wants to play. He was talking about potentially uh, getting the ball past his teammate Marciano, uh, putting the ball in the net oh. for Scotland against Israel. I mean, that that's what we that's what we want to hear. Lyndon Dykes, when he came in, the, making positive noises. I want to be a Scotland great. I just I don't want to just 
make up the numbers I, I want to be a top player You want more of that And I think that's what we've got We have got now players with the ability But also the mentality You think of these guys like Portis He's fearless I agree with Barry I'd put Portis in straight away Would you? If that yeah. allows you That's his position yep. I think too often now under Steve Clark We've played guys out of position Play these guys in their positions And they'll do the rest All this about tactics And just put these guys in the positions that they play on a Saturday and they'll they'll go and play. And with a front two in McBurney and, and Lyndon Dykes, you need to be positive. You need to put crosses in the box. No Otherwise, Shanklin. No Shanklin for me. McBurney and Dykes, put crosses in the box. That's what they guys thrive off of. If we're going to play them, don't then pass the ball about the back because that's not their two guys' games. We need to play our striker's strength, get the ball in the box and we'll score goals. Rob made a good point there, Lyndon Dykes. I love the fact that he came out and he says, I want to go and score goals for, for Scotland. Yeah. I want to be a Scotland great. And, and he did. He, he got a bit of, <laughs> no, but he, he got a bit of criticism. Who's this boy think he is? That's a bit of confidence for yeah. me. Yeah, because I like that. that. That's the Australian yeah. in him coming out, isn't yeah. it? That, I like that, it. You know, yeah. but, but we need more of that. Yep, yep. and I thought the two games, he um, sometimes it's... Too much a step for some players. I thought the big man came in and I thought he was, he was top notch. I did. I was really impressed with him. I, I liked him at Livingston and it is always difficult making that step up international. Yeah. Um, but he grabbed it by both hands. He's got no, f- he's got no fear. No, See, the thing I is, like it. And that's I the like thing. It. He's done well playing off scraps. Imagine how well he could sure. be if he actually played to his strengths. Yep. You think he's goal, Palmer. Just put the ball in the box. Mm-hmm. He yep. puts the ball in the box and Lyndon Dykes will put it on. McBurney's the same. See, if you want McBurney to drop in and link the play, that's not his game. We need to get the ball wide to guys like Fraser and Andy Robertson, both playing in the Premier League, both good crosses of the ball. Let them attack. Let them put crosses and in the see, box. See the big boy Portis? I think he loves defending. Yeah. I love watching him. He, he's a throwback. Mm. He's a throwback. And if you're going to have guys like Fraser and Robertson at wing back, you need guys who actually oh, want to defend yeah, in, in your yeah, back. I like him. I think he's a future Scotland player. Yeah. No doubt. It's the Go Radio Football Show. Where else we're on till seven? The Go Radio Football Show. I'm Paul Cooney, it's Monday night with Barry Ferguson, Cy Ferry and Rob McLean. Transfer deadline day. Rob will update us in a moment or two. Celtic have a player on loan from AC Milan. Looks as though Ayer is going nowhere. That was the chat over the summer. Morel is still very much at Rangers, but could that change in the next uh, five and a half hours? And Edouard still at Celtic. Well, we'll let you know tonight. And the... Go radio. We're back tomorrow night. Rob, you're on, and uh, you'll be talking about what's happened overnight uh, with transfer deadline. Yeah, absolutely. And just to confirm that uh, Celtic are on the brink of signing Uruguayan international defender uh, Diego Lasalle from AC Milan. There's been a clamour for more support in the squad for Greg Taylor, who's basically their only left-sided player, and they've been chasing uh, someone to fill that role for some considerable time. He's won 24 caps. For Uruguay, he's played for Inter and Genoa, as well as a loan spell at Torino and Serie A. So he's got some pedigree, uh, and he looks likely to be concluding a deal with Celtic, undergoing a medical in London, and expected in Glasgow later to complete that signing. Yeah. And Barry, there could be something for, for Rangers as well in the next couple of hours. You never know. Yeah, the, the manager says last week in his press conference that um, if they get through into the, the group stages, that um, he was going to get the finances to go and add maybe one or, or two players. He's he, he's, he's um, been adamant over the last few weeks that he's wanting to do that. So hopefully tonight he'll be able to do that. Si, what about that news that Rob broke just five minutes ago? So the Betfred Cup tie between Kilmarnock and Falkirk is not taking place, obviously because of the COVID problem at uh, Rugby Park. Falkirk are awarded a 3-0 win. Well, scary because we're obviously playing down the United Saturday. We're getting tested Tuesday. As I said before, if Kilmarnock players are testing positive who have been in a bubble, you know, our guys are out working every day. Barry's are the same, so 
I don't know why, but I fear the worst for us Tuesday when when we go to get tested, and it's a it's a scary thought to think because boys are like us, we look forward to going playing Dundee United at Tannadice, sure, you yeah. know. And if, if it's it what comes, you live for, isn't exactly. It? And if it yeah. comes back that there's more than two or three positive tests, and your game's going to be off, you know, the boys will be devastated. So, fingers crossed. But Barry's all your boys tested. Uh, we we had their testing on, on Saturday after after training. What was it like? Um, it wasn't a nice experience. Yeah. If I'm being honest with you, I was I was saying to Sai uh, before we come on the show, it's. Um, it's no nice, but listen, it's something that's got to be done. I, I totally understand St. Johnson and Dundee United's um, view on it that they're playing against teams that are not testing, and they would they would want us to do the testing. So we were we get the results back um, yesterday at lunchtime, and I, I think we had thirty odd um, tests, and mm-hmm. everyone come back negative. So big relief, get, yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. the same as Sai. I've got guys who are out working during the day, and. Um, yeah. There's always that worry that you're going to get one one or two positives, and we would have been in the same situation if we were going to be missing two or three players. We 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 couldn't go ahead with the with the game. So thankfully, everybody's come back negative, and we can now look forward to the game on Wednesday. And of course, the Challenge Cup has been binned. Yeah, yeah. We talked about that Friday. Sen- yep. Sensible decision, I would think. Now. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And you you just wonder what's going to happen with the League Cup. Will the League Cup be, get concluded? Will they find a way through? We'd it? love to think it would draw, but certainly who knows? So. Yeah. Yep. So Wednesday night, Barry's Kelty Hearts are up against St. Johnson, so Premier League. St. Mirren against Partick Thistle, that's a really good match in prospect. And Brecon City against Dundee United. More in all the matches uh, tomorrow night with Rob. We've so, got the assistant yeah. manager of Brecon with us tomorrow night, actually, uh, uh, on the show. Is, is he indeed? Yeah. He is indeed. Simon yes. Donnelly. Simon Donnelly. Yeah. Do, you know if, do you know if Brecon players have been tested? I know you don't like me asking questions. That for football state. ability. <laughs> <or> for... <laughs> oh, that would be negative. Have, have the Brecon players been tested? They so, would need to get tested. Yeah. Have you been if you're playing against Premier League opposition who are testing twice a week, yep. that's um, the protocol that you have got to test before we play. That that was that's why we tested in, in Saturday, Saturday, and that's why you're testing tomorrow night because you've got Dundee United Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. So the weekend, as you know, Rangers a two-goal victory against Ross County, Celtic two-goal victory against St. Johnson. Neil Lennon was asked then how he feels going into the international break. Come out of the transfer window now. You've got this. You know, we've got you know some cracking games to look forward to when we come back. But you know, through this block of games from the last international, seven out of seven. You know, and um, the only blot on the copybook has been Fern Varos. And I think it's a great response from the squad of players and they've been absolutely fantastic. Simon, we heard that earlier. He is hurting still about Ferenc Varas. Yeah, of course he is. You know, biggest game of the season, trying to get in the Champions League. But what I will say is that I think it's a great signing. You know, I felt for Greg Taylor again yesterday. He's being asked, because St Johnson sat so deep, as we said, Ayer played on the halfway line and Greg Taylor basically played as a winger. And he's, get, he's, asked, he's getting asked to take players on and, and create chances and it's just not his game. You know, I think it's a great signing for Celtic. Haven't read a wee bit about the guy because that's what I do about of research. About you know Lasalle I mean? coming uh, in, yeah. yeah tell us, tell us about him. played wide. You know, he's yeah. played wide and fullback for right. for Genoa when he got his move to AC Milan. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you good, are good. <laughs> you are good. And I think that's the type yeah. that they need because you know when you play, you know, see that yes, he can go by people, but he doesn't do the, the, the dirty side. You know, he's not got the Greg Taylor's ability to to recover and, and defend. I think this guy uh, gives you a bit of both. So. One area that I think Celtic definitely need to strengthen, I think that, that they've signed well. It's interesting what you say, Paul, about Neil Lennon still hurting from the, the Ferenc Varos result. He will want all his players to still be hurting as well. And that doesn't go away. And that can be a real spur for them to do what they did last season uh, and roar through the Europa League competition, get out of the group and maybe do a bit better. Uh, 
they, they will feel they should have beaten Copenhagen last season uh, at the, in, the, in the knockout stage of the competition. And, and we've been speaking about it, and it's back to uh, size, power of positive thinking. Yeah. Uh, he's been talking about one of Rangers or Celtic, or maybe both getting into the quarterfinals or semi-finals deep into that tournament. And you can use that the, the, the anger you feel about losing in the Champions League qualifiers. You can l- use that as a real positive, can't yeah, you? Use a disappointment because that drives you on. That, that's the kind of mindset you've got to have. Um, and I'm, I'm sure that's what obviously Neil Lennon speaking that he, he, you can see it's still a, it's affecting him and he'll want the players to be affected by that and use it in a positive way no a negative way look listen I had a bad performance bad result do you know what the second best thing is now Europa League they're in the group stage with Rangers and I, I, I honestly I can see both of them getting out I've looked at both of the groups they can get out of the groups yeah. no problem yeah. For me. Lille probably the one in Celtic's group who'd be the stronger that, than AC Milan Lille uh, yeah listen yeah. The AC Milan are AC Milan they've still yeah. got top players Lille are a, a decent team but I, I still see Celtic get out there mm-hmm. um, also Rangers, Rangers group with Benfica yeah. um, and at like what was the other one um, the Polish team they've got Lech Poznan, Lech Poznan, uh, Poznan they, yeah. again it's always difficult places to go but look you've got to be positive listen Rangers and Celtic two massive clubs mm-hmm. a lot of good players in both squads why can both of them not get out of the group stage? Yep. What an exciting time for Scottish football. The old firm game yep. a week on Saturday, yep. Scotland Israel on Thursday, and all those glamour games to come in the Europa League and the and the prospect and the hope that the two Scottish teams will do really well. I think her game's in a right good place. I honestly do. I think Celtic and Rangers are two right good teams. I think you see that by the European performances. As I say, when you look through the Scotland squad, you think, wow. What a squad! Of, what a squad of players! Most players, either at Celtic or Rangers, are playing at the top half of the Premier League. Uh, it's good time for Scottish football. But as I say, we need to stop making excuses. We now need to go and do it. Yeah. You know, we say about Celtic and Rangers, can they do that? They can, but they need to go and do it now. You know, they can be getting beat for teams like Farans, Varos, and, and Copenhagen last year. These players are good enough to go and now get to a quarter-final, semi-finals. Scotland are good enough to go and qualify. It's a bit, bit time that we turned up and done it. There's Says too me much, who plays for Peterhead. Uh, there's too much <laughs> negativity at times. I think in Scottish football. We but moan a bit, don't we? We like uh, a good moan. Yeah, listen, yeah, there's stop. nothing. I yeah. love a, I love a good moan. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I agree with you. I look at, I look at both old firm teams, and I think there's a lot of quality in both squads. I look at this international squad, and I says it the previous games. I look at, it and I'm excited with it. If he can get the right formation, right formula, I think we've got a real chance of doing something. This, this uh, national team. And Rob, the Israelis got problems with COVID as well. Some players out, and yeah. obviously the injury to near Beaton. Yeah, they're they're depleted, no doubt about that. Um, but I don't think it matters. I don't think I think it's about it's about what Scotland do. It's about Scotland being in the right frame of mind, uh, looking around the squad, maximising what we have, using the right players in the right places. I mean, easier said than done, maybe, uh, because some because we are weak in some areas, but we're really strong in some areas as well. If we maximise that, if we hit all the pluses. Scotland should be beating Israel on Thursday. Yeah, I want to see us really press for the front. You know, it baffled me the last couple of games we were sitting off teams. Why are we sitting off Israel in, in Czech Republic? Why? Go and take them on. Yeah. We've got better players. Mm. If you put both 11s down next to each other, we've got better players. Go and let the players play. You know, I think I, people get so bogged down on formations and shapes. Get these guys, as I say, get these guys into the positions that they play for their clubs and let them go and play. Si, this programme's available in the podcast. Let's play the last two minutes to hear Barry Ferguson, Si Ferry and Rob McLean. That's a rally cry for Scotland. Tremendous, let's do it. I must stop drinking. Too much coffee. Or start. Exactly. I agree, I agree with, yeah. with Si that there is too much now, I think, in modern day coaching. 
about tactics and, and whatever Listen, they're coming to Hamden yeah. Let's go on the front foot Let's make it uncomfy for them We've got players that can go and damage teams Go for it I, I'd be shocked if we don't win the game yeah. On Thursday night mm, sure. I'd be disappointed as well because I, I do believe that we've got good enough players to go and do it. OK. And then after that, we're going to be talking about it's uh, Celtic against Rangers, October 17. Well, they started talking at the weekend. Uh, Gary McAllister was asked about it after Rangers' victory against Ross County. Well, we've got to go there in a confident mood. You know, we've played well there a couple of times we've been there, so we know we can perform better, but we've got the three points. So the problem being, it's going to be tough for both teams because they're, you know, Celtic in a similar position. So it's starting to wind up already, Barry. Yeah, yeah it's already started. Yeah. Um, I'm not surprised, as I, I said earlier on. I, yeah. I'm starting to get excited. Two teams that are winning games of football, as I said previously, two uh, very good squads with, with a lot of very good players. Um, so it's going to drag in. It'll, it'll drag in the, ne- the, the next week or two. But yeah, We've got but, three Scotland games though, to fit in. Indeed, yeah. Yeah, yeah listen, I don't forget about Scotland. That, that's right. But the old firm game, it's, what yeah. an occasion it is. What a... You forgot about it there for a minute, didn't you? The Scotland I game, just at the, ball, at the very mention of the old firm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I get, I got overexcited with, yeah. with the old firm game. But he said there's no pressure like any in life like a, a Celtic Rangers game. And what was it, Aston Villa, Birmingham? Yep. Doesn't it compare? No, what, not, nothing, com- nothing compares. What did they tell you when you went there? What did they say it was going to be like? Did they think the match with Villa was going to be the biggest yeah, they, derby? They said, listen, yeah. be prepared. It's going to be a bit noisy and nasty and, and whatever and eh, listen it, it was a, a derby game don't get us wrong but it, nowhere near mm-hmm. an old firm game was your first one at St Andrews or was it Villa Park first one was at St Andrews yeah yeah, and Villa Park but look they were they were good games but nothing compares N- nothing matches an old firm game and leading up leading up to it the nerves and the expectations that are on you and the pressures on you you can't beat that yeah, that's what it's that's what it's all about being an old fun player. Both managers will be so nervous though about the international break, wouldn't they? Mm. In terms oh, of injuries, you know, their top was... players going away. Um and and again I just can't wait to see what, what team both managers who go they with. start with. Mm. There's yeah. so many questions, you know, you think of Celtic who plays up front, yeah. who plays in midfield next to Brown. Does the new signing play left wing back or does Greg Taylor play? Rangers on the other side does Jones play does Hadji play does Stephen Davis Kamara you know there's so many yeah. questions and, and which team reacts better to no fans and yeah, yeah and to the changes as well Rob you know yeah. uh-huh, definitely so no fans I th- to be honest I think it suits Rangers to no fans mm-hmm. I've said that before yeah. you know, I think yeah. these players be- play better um, with no fans there um, and also it's Celtic Park so yeah. we know what that's like yeah. with a full house yeah, and as I say, guys like Scott Brown, you know, they, as Barry mentioned earlier, Scott Brown will be thinking the exact same as Barry Ferguson thinks. Mm-hmm. First tackle, let's get the crowd on our side and let's go for there. That isn't there now. Yeah. You know, that makes a big difference, yeah. as you said, Barry, doesn't it? Yeah, it's getting the fans on your side. Listen, that first minute or two, where it's a 50 50, you win it, the fans are right behind you. It just gives you that bit, that extra 5 10%, that drive and determination. You um, see, if you're on the opposite team and you're quiet in the crowd, do you know that you've got, do you think we've got them now? Yeah, I if if you start to get on top, yeah, you know what it's like. They know that you quiet them, they start to get on top of them, and give them a wee bit of like no abuse, but they'll be, yeah, they'll but be screaming and shouting at yeah. them, and then you know, listen, we're on the front foot here. We, we've got it here, and it's the same uh, when we played the Ibrox. If we never started well, the fans would go on you. But again, that's something that I kind of used to use in a positive way and say, like, right, listen, I'm getting a wee bit here. I need to step it up. Mm. 
So Brandon Barker was asked uh, after scoring yesterday, the birthday boy, well, how would he feel? Does he think he's got any chance playing against Celtic? Yeah, obviously it's massive. Uh, any game for me, you know, um, off the back of a season where I didn't play much football this season, I've got my head down, you know, and I'm, I've been in the team and, you know, my main focus to get back after injury. But any game that I get given the chance, I'm trying to go out there, create chances, create goals, you know, get the team flowing. And it's a massive game, but it's the same as every other game, really. You'd have to go some to start against Celtic. Yeah, but listen, again, he's he's been out injured and he came on and yeah. that last season, I don't think Brandon Barker would have showed the confidence no. um, to go and score that goal. Yeah. I think maybe he would have maybe tried to cross it or maybe sclaffed it, but you know what? He showed a bit of composure. He came back across the goal and it was a decent finish. And he's another player that you'd have probably said in the summer along with Jordan Jones that, that would maybe struggle um, to get into the, the squad of 18 and maybe have looked to get a move elsewhere but you've got to give him credit where credit's due the, the boys obviously went and showed a good attitude and the manager's seen that and he's been given an opportunity this season Side, did you play in some of the old firm games then when you were coming through the ranks at Celtic and what was the atmosphere like in the reserves or the oh, we, we played a reserve game at Ibrox it was 10,000 there and I scored past Alan McGregor there you go did 1 you? 0 yeah. I scored the volley uh-huh. took the to- I took the top <laughs> off and then the fat wee belly at Ibrox <laughs> But, uh, but that's what I'm saying back in the days I mean Rangers team was Stephen Naismith I played against Stephen Naismith and John Fleck in the middle of the park and our team was myself Massimo Donati and Paddy McCourt in the middle of the pitch yeah. so it was a proper game as I said McGregor played in goals that day that sounds like a good night out I know. <laughs> imagine me Paddy and McGregor on a night out wow amazing but that was the size of the clubs back then you know you think of the reserve yeah. games and 10,000 people no, on it but it's the best game, and everyone well, looks. Even when I was doing south, you know, yeah. the boys doing south in the lead up to the, the Celtic Rangers game would, would ask him millions of questions. Similar to what Barry said on the podcast, all the boys at Swindon and Portsmouth, we would all meet in the pub and watch Celtic, and they, they, they were so interested in it. And it's, it's a global game, isn't it? Sure is. We're going to get. We've got Barry's team for the Scotland match. Say si, you're not on again till Friday, so we'll ask you for your Scotland lineup for Israel. And well, that's tonight, gonna, you're going to ask us. Yeah, 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 I think no, so. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get put under pressure. Yeah. Rob, I had to do it in ten minutes. Yeah, you, reacted well, you reacted well. You reacted pressure. I was quite taken with yeah. that. Yeah, I'll do mine. No problem. Right, cool. Even though you, even though you've now changed it. Yeah, I, I could <laughs> maybe change one. It's the Go Radio Football Show. That's coming next. The Go Radio Football Show. Let's go. Transfer deadline day. Normally August, of course, but it's October this year because of COVID. It's been there's never been anything like it, Barry. Has it? Can you believe it? You know, well into the first week in October, and it's still the transfer of the summer deadline. Yeah, it's been a, a strange 2020. Um, it is normally we would be what was it August the 31st? Yeah. The, the normal transfer deadline yep. would would end, but it's a it's a strange one. But listen, it is what it is. It is we yep. obviously with COVID 19 sweeping yep. the the world, and we just need to go on with it. You're all keeping well though, isn't it? We're all washing our hands, hot water, soap, get the uh, masks on when you're out and about um, and just don't do anything silly and we'll get through it, Sam. The fact that I've yep. got a radio job in a column kind of sums up 2020, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Just, uh, <laughs> all over the place, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, our podcast is going up and up as well, Sai. So it's uh, it's great stuff here on the Go Radio Football Show. We're going to take a call now. Lewis is on the line. Uh, Lewis, good evening. Hello, Lewis. Hi, guys. How are you? Yeah, good, Hi, thanks. Yeah. How are you? Aye, good, thanks. I was just waiting to ask you, uh, say, hey, Barry and Sai, I'll be watching the podcast this day one, it's class. Thanks, mate. Um, good, man. Well, i just go ahead and point you. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was your it question? Was like, yep. It was just mainly to get Barry's points in. It was just kind of about the youth set up at Rangers. Um, it's just looking at the bench that we kind of saw, uh, for Jonas was on the bench. Um, and I just feel like they kind of lack opportunities for the young players and kind of... 
and I don't want to be too negative with Rangers because I think we're playing well at the moment. It's just been a kind of problem anyway, uh, for a few years now. Just some of the players, um, like, that's like Kai Kennedy was talking Sheffield United are after him, and Nathan Coombs, I think West Ham are after him. And I just think that see the Premiership clubs are going to take these players and they can't get in Rangers first team. And we've seen players like Ajaria, Koulibaly, Lafferty back. But these these youngsters must be thinking, how can we not get in ahead of them? The, in my opinion, average players haven't been quite good enough. They've not been able to make it. So surely these young players must be better than some of the players you've signed over the last couple of years and they deserve Chance. All right, Lewis, good question on the Go Radio Football show for Barry Ferguson first. Yeah, listen, it's it's something that um, I, I'm proud of myself. I come through a, a youth system at, at Rangers, and it, I, obviously I look at it with very keenly to see if there's many players that come through. And it is a worry. I mean, I speak to quite a, a number of fans on this about they don't see a lot of players coming through. You may you maybe see one or two getting on the bench and maybe getting five minutes here and there, but what Rangers fans want to see is a product of the youth set up coming through and, and getting in that first team and staying in that first team. Um, I, mean, I mean, I've seen the manager say if a young player is good enough, you'll not hesitate and put him in. So that, that, that tells me as the youth set up, in a good place is there good enough young players I mean certainly I think Nathan Patterson the, the young right back who's mm-hmm. come in he has shown that he has certainly got potential but is he going to get that opportunity with obviously the, the captain and who's playing unbelievable as we spoke earlier on I think Tavernier's having a, a, a great season but it is a concern that I don't see enough young players coming through the the system, um, and I think it's, it's, get... and it's magnified as well, isn't it, by what you see at Celtic with 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 guys who have come through the system, like Forrest, yeah, McGregor, and Tierney, to... and all the rest of it. People do look across the city and make comparisons. Yeah, they're always going to compare that, um, and and that's what probably the, the Rangers fans will, will, will do. Um, but you you want to see homebred players coming through, homegrown players come through and, and get into that first team, and I'm not seeing enough. I, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you I want to see more I know there's good coaches in there I keep in contact with Kevin Thompson I know Kevin Thompson's a really good coach and he's he's he says that there is players in there that have got the potential but that's okay having the potential 16, 17, 18 in the youth team it's when they make that step up it's a totally different kettle of fish Sai will tell you if you're playing 20s football then to go in and play uh, men's football. I think what they need to do and maybe think of is try and loan these players out to the leagues below, i.e. Championship, League 1 and League 2, and give these players the opportunity to play against men and play against players who have played 250, yeah. 300, 350 yeah. games. That's what these young kids know, uh, These young kids, sorry, need. Yeah. But there is certainly a lot of potential in there, but there's not enough coming through. So again, I, again, I think that's why Celtic have won the leagues the last couple of years as well. The difference that they've had is these homegrown players. They know what it means. What it's, uh, definitely, you know, in a dressing room, you've got three guys in Tierney, McGregor, and Forrest, yeah. who, who have who, it's been drummed into them since they're 12 year old what it means to play for a club like Celtic and Rangers. They're winners because that, it's been know, drummed into them since kids. Stuff, yeah. I think, I think, sorry, interrupt. That's um, all right, mate. I, ju- I, ju- I, ju- I just think. Um, I think that that can be. I know it's just a question. Like they know what it means. Like they, they love the club and that. I know that's not enough. Something I just feel you need a chance. Like man, I even remember I was watching old highlights. Remember like the Porto game, the Champions League. But Ross McCormack was just thrown on. What was he about eighteen? And like I, I just wouldn't. I you just never seen it happening. Like I remember it was over in Villarreal. I think Middleton set up one of the goals. He was he was brilliant. Uh, Middleton scored over in uh, yeah. Moscow. And I, I just think like why. And I, and it's like. 
and everyone's like, oh, no, nah, they're, they're not good enough. They're good enough to get a chance in them. Like, you need to play first-team games. I remember Ross McCrory, I think it was a 1-0 game, Ryan Jack scored against Celtic. I thought he was the best player in the park that day. And we've, we've loaned him out to Aberdeen. What, they scored about three goals in two games or something? But, I think he scored a few goals. Uh, Lewis, that, that's what I'm trying to say. When, if they do have the potential and they're getting to that sort of age, 18, 19, that's when the club may be looking need to look sorry and, and, and say maybe we need to start sending these players out and playing men's yeah. football and getting the experiences um, I, I honestly think it's the best way to um, operate the, the young ones I do I think it's hindered them Barry that they're, going, they're trying to stop 10 in a row and that's maybe why no I many. honestly believe me I know for a fact that Stephen Gerrard's made this point on, on a number of occasions in interviews mm. if a young player's good enough he won't be scared to put them in and play them does I, that I don't tell you they're not good enough then yeah, that, that might be a worry. They might not have enough experience, so that's why you're saying, is it is it Kai Kennedy? Inverness, he went, didn't he? He's just yeah. went out. Inverness. Yeah. That's going to be great for that young kid. He's going to go up and learn off an experienced manager and Robbo, who's a very good manager. He'll play in a tough league, and that boy over the next six or seven months, what he'll, a learning experience! He'll learn so for. much in a yeah. short time. He, he yeah. will, and yeah. he'll come back, and then maybe have the pre-season, and then maybe he will then push on into the Rangers first team. Same with Nathan Patterson, it might benefit him yeah. if he yeah. gets the opportunity in the next couple of weeks. Whether the the manager wants to keep him or not, I, I don't know. But I think it'd be great for that young boy. He's certainly got potential to be a, a first team player. But Lewis, Lewis makes a good point though, doesn't he, about, about Ross McCrory when Stephen Gerrard first arrived. He mm-hmm. was in the team, he played European games, you know. Uh, Greg Middleton, uh, Middleton, as you say, last season. I don't know where Euro- Greg Middleton's went I know, to. exactly. I mean, b- both of them, both of them oh, effectively disappeared at Rangers. Now McCrory's uh, reappeared at Aberdeen and Middleton's, I think, may- maybe been moved on as well. Yep, Rob, we've spoken about this on a, a number of occasions. I think you've got to give Ross McCrory credit it would have been easy for him to stick about and be in that 18 and get a game here and there and come on for 15-20 minutes the young boys looked at it and thought about his career what's yep. the best thing for him and the best thing for him at this moment in time is to go and get a regular run of games mm-hmm. that's what he's doing at Aberdeen and you can see his performances good question from Lewis though wasn't it yeah, Lewis yeah, thank you very much question. for joining us we're running out of time Lewis will speak in, in the coming weeks yep thanks All very best. much Lewis there Rangers fan he'll be happy in many ways but it's a good point and it's uh True of all the, the major clubs, you know, you'd say try other clubs, but Celtic have got a good track record. There's young players have come through, and Rangers, not so many. But maybe now Stephen Gerrard uh, is giving. Barry's right. See, the loan, Celtic have used the loan system better yeah. than Rangers for yeah. me as well. Okay. Uh, 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 yeah. Callum McGregor went to Notts County. Ah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. for oh, a year he went yeah. and done really, and that would have yeah. done his confidence the world. Instead of playing twenties yeah. and doing really well in the twenties, yeah. he's been doing a League One. Scored, I think he scored something like fourteen goals. Came back a different player. When this, this subject comes up, I speak about Alan McGregor. He went to Dunfermline and St. Johnson. Yeah. He went out knowing that he, he wasn't going to dislodge Stephen Kloss. What's the next best thing? I need to go and play first-team football wow. on loan. He's went out, he's done it the hard way, and he's come back and looked at the sort of goalkeeper he's turned kind out of to work, be. Kind of didn't it? <laughs> yeah, he's, <laughs> been, he's been a phenomenal Amazing. goalkeeper. But then it's easy to criticise, but the players need to be there. Yep. I mean, how many have left Rangers and went and done well and had a career either down south or in the SPL? Mm-hmm. 
There's not been a lot. So that no, tells no, you if they can't no. go and do that after Rangers, then they're nowhere near ready for the Rangers first team. Rob, we've only got five minutes remaining. Transfer deadline, I know you're keeping an eye on it. It's quite quiet in Scotland. Is there going to be a late <laughs> rush, do you think? Have you got the crystal ball? Well, let me just uh, have a quick rub at the crystal ball. But uh, no, I don't see too much in it, to be honest. I wonder if Rangers are going to get uh, an attacking midfielder. It seems as if they've been chasing uh, that sort of player for weeks. It sounds like Daniel Johnson ain't happening. Rangers have been chasing him for quite a while, the Preston player. But they are being linked with a couple uh, tonight one at, one at uh, Huddersfield um, and one uh, who's been playing with the French club Amiens both attacking midfielders both just to give uh, Rangers that little bit different of course in the continuing absence of uh, Joe Aribo Greg Lee has gone back to Aberdeen jo- uh, Kyle McGuinness has moved from St Mirren to Hibs Dundee United are chasing Mark McNulty Josh Mullen has gone back to Livingston uh, Celtic it seems have just about got their man um, the uh, Uruguayan uh, defender, the Uruguayan left-sided player, Diego La Salt, and uh, I wonder if Rangers are going to do something in the next couple of hours. We'll uh, find out tonight. Si, Jim was telling me he was on the phone from Transfer Deadline HQ. He's on tonight with Jimmy and Harry Redknapp. Oh, remember Harry Redknapp's yeah. a man for the Isn't transfer he? window. He's always hanging I, out his car window, isn't he? Uh, I, I, could listen, I could listen to him all day. I, I love Harry Redknapp. Did you hear him talking about playing it for the back again that night? He was brilliant, wasn't he? Uh, but so that's who's on tonight. Brilliant, Jim what a lineup. Yep. Nearly as good as this lineup, but indeed. No so, Sai Ferry. Correct, Barry. And uh, not as wealthy as you, Sai. <laughs> The money they made, Harry and the and the the, the team are just oh, where amazing. Where is it? He says stand, sandbanks, isn't oh, it? A beautiful oh, place, isn't unbelievable it? Unbelievable yeah. place <laughs> on the south coast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. lovely. Sai, yeah. si, you nearly get out of it, but so you line up for Scotland because we've got three minutes right, left. I'm gonna, so yeah, yeah so I'm gonna bang for it. Scotland. We're right up for it for uh, Thursday night against Israel. Alan McGregor and goals. Okay, uh, yeah. back three of <laughs> Alan McGregor and goals. Oh, that's a good start, isn't it? David Marshall and goals. Have you recalled him? He's thinking about the match on on Saturday. I don't care. Goes, they're just there to Right, Porteous McKenna's injured, so I'll go Porteous, Cooper, Tierney, three at the back. I'll go Robertson, left wing back. I'll go Fraser, right wing back. I'll go McGregor sitting with McGinn and Armstrong ahead of them, and I'll go McBurney and Dykes up front. No, Christie. I was going to play Christie off (laughs) Dykes, but I'm going to go Armstrong instead of Christie. That's a good shout. What do you um, have you changed yours? No, if there's an injury to McKenna. Kieran Tierney will, will come in and Ryan Fraser yeah, I'll get a good 60 65 minutes out of hey Ryan he's no, no quite up to match fitness but <laughs> maybe Christie instead of Armstrong yeah that's that, would, that would be my two, That would be my, my decision who mm. would you go up I'd, I'd play Christie yeah. I'd play around Christie and he's got a, a record of scoring he's scored goals I mean I know from penalties but I mean he's, he's got the he has got that X factor I think and he's creating on form, goals he? yeah, yeah two, two years ago yeah. would you have imagined that's another Boy, he's he obviously signed with Celtic. When they get a, a look in, he went up alone to, to Aberdeen. Yeah, he became a man when he went up to Aberdeen. Yeah, that, that was a great year's loan spell for him, and he's come back and he, he's not looked back since. Since that goal, at, I think it was was it Murrayfield against Hearts, member in the cup. Yeah, so he did. And then That's he's it. just kicked on, and he's one of the the main players. You've changed uh, my mind. I'm going to go Christie instead of Armstrong. Mm-hmm. Are you? Yep. Yeah. Okay. That's how easily he's been in great form for, for Scotland, let's be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. I just like Armstrong because I think he gives you something that he runs in, he, he runs into the box. But if you're playing two up, then you, you don't need that as much. So I'll go Armstrong, Armstrong off the bench later on. Yeah, with that's a strong midfield three. Let's be honest with you, McGregor, McGinn, and Christie. Yeah. It's yeah. decent. Yeah. I just think at home, McGregor, uh, McGregor can play the sitter because I think, you know, you've got three at the back, McGregor can be the one that. That passes it into John McGinn and lets him get. And what's your prediction on. for the match? Because size not on oh. until Friday night. So what do you reckon? Me. Yeah, I'm going to go two one Scotland. Uh-huh.
Two one Scotland. Yeah. Scorer, I think, scorers. I can't see it's keeping a clean sheet to yeah. be honest. I'm gonna go Dykes and McBurney. Three 0 Scotland. Oh wow. Yep. Oh we Rob, you'll be commentating but yeah, you know, no, I'll, Scotland, se- I'll so. settle for any win um, yeah 2-1 sounds good to me yep. and then do you think we'll be up against Norway probably probably Norway yep. that's going to be really tough but oh. one crisis at a time <laughs> <laughs> but then but Norway not- might suit Stevie Clark better because I think Stevie Clark's better organising a team to defend than he is to attack so Nor- I think Scotland could throw up a, a shock against Norway Sai, thanks very much for joining right. us tonight Barry too Barry, good luck uh, in your match on Wednesday night so you'll join thanks us very on much. Thursday yep. good luck to Kelty Hearts and Rob uh, tomorrow night we'll uh, be with you most of the week we're going to do yep. it all over again with Simon Donnelly tomorrow night looking forward to that thanks very much thanks to Chris thanks to Ali and to everyone thanks to you for listening we're back tomorrow night same time The Bull Radio Football Show Let's go